is The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Tuesday, June 6th, 2023, and a massive, massive day of news with this Live Golf PGA Tour merger. I think it's the biggest story in sports. I think it is an absolute disaster for the PGA Tour. We have to talk about that. We have a name in Big 12 expansion that very likely could be out of the Big 12. And I don't think it's going to surprise anybody who it is. We'll talk about that. We got to talk about, of course, the Utah Jazz TV deal. Uh, Jake is head over heels in love with a pop star who is now single. Um, and he's looking to go platinum with her. So yeah. we'll have all the details on that coming up. The Monty Show, as always, is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And you know what? I, I, I say it every day. We drive to work and we see all these accidents on the roads that just didn't have to happen. And if you are on the wrong end of that accident, if you get hit by somebody who's driving distracted, you know, if you're on your, your motorcycle and somebody hits you or your bicycle or your scooter, you didn't deserve to get into that accident, but you do deserve somebody to fight for you, somebody to be your advocate, and you should never have to pay in advance for that. And see, when you go to theadvocates.com, my friends, you do not have to reach into your pocket. No, no, you do not pay the advocates unless and until they win your case at theadvocates.com. Uh, I think this this story with the PGA Tour uh, and live golf merging is the biggest story of the day. And Jake, I just don't see any way, unless I'm wrong, I don't see any way that this is not an absolute win for live golf. And you know whether you support live golf or or not, this idea that Live Golf and the PGA Tour are going to merge and that somehow, um, you know, the, the director of the Saudi Sovereign Fund is going to be the chairman of the board of directors of this new entity is nothing short of a win uh, for the Saudi government, for the Saudi Sovereign Fund. It essentially allows Saudi money to grow and control the PGA Tour. And the thing that really stands out to me is I don't understand the hypocrisy in this. I don't understand how if you were Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, Jake, I don't know how you look like anything but a hypocrite with the news of this merger. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think Jay is a hypocrite. I think, I, I don't know what, what you're looking at here. I, I mean, the PGA Tour was in the driver's seat. The Live Golf was struggling. Their TV viewership was awful. Uh, you know, you, to the point where you're getting booted off of the channel that you were broadcasting on in many markets, and they were cutting to, you know, old retreads of Chicago PD with, you know, Hank Voigt and his SRT Jeep. Like, that's how bad Live Golf was. And, and I really don't understand this whole concept that they're running out there of, we need to make the, you know, the game of golf more attainable globally. Global domination sounds like the stuff of kings and queens, which is right out of the Saudi playbook. And, and to me, golf was already a global game. You already have a European tour. You, golf is huge uh, on the Pacific Rim. You're, you're, yeah. you, like, like how, many, 
How many uh, uh, foreign players are rocking it on the PGA Tour right now? Like, it's impressive. And I look at it and I just say, I don't understand why money has to trump everything. Is there no sense of morals, ethics, of uh, your image? Like, is there no sense of like, hey, yeah, by the way, these are the same people that brought down two buildings in 2001. These are the same people that commit war crimes. These are the same people that, that, that you know, killed Jamal Khashoggi. Like, these are horrible people. Yet, we're good with that. We're not going to talk about that. We're going to go on CNBC and, and do this, this sham of an interview where they never ask them about, about uh, you know, just how bad of a look this is. And I, and I grow tired of this game. I don't understand. Why did you merge with them it, to the point where dude is going to be your, 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 your chair? Like, I don't understand that. Why? I Very clearly, it's some money. I mean, and the worst part for me is I'm not going to sit here and... I'm not going to sit here and judge anybody anymore. The Brooks Kapkas, the Dustin Johnsons, the Varners, like whoever you want to point to. They did what was best for their family, and I have a hard time begrudging them for that. But Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is an absolute hypocrite. The, idea, the idea that Jay Monahan sat up there and talked about 9-11 as a reason not to support the Live Golf Tour, and then today... You announce you're taking their money. It's unbelievable. Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9/11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Man, like, <coughs> like what dude. are you doing? So and, me, like, it's, yeah. and we've heard guys like Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods have demanded that Jay Monahan resign from the PGA Tour now, because this deal happened very quickly and without the consult of PGA Tour players and the PGA Tour Leadership Committee. I don't know, if you're Jay Monahan and you said those very statements when Live Golf announced their existence and started taking players with that money that you said was blood money, how now? Do you turn around and say, oh, yeah, our good friends at LIV and we've merged and this is going to be great. And it's a historic day. It, it's Right, which is what, it, to your point, Jake said to me in the pre-show meeting today, I'm tired of bad news being spun as a historic day. I'm over it, bro. And I agree, this is not a historic day. This is a very, very dark day because I don't see this as anything but a win for Live Golf. And, it, and, and if I'm missing the boat on this, if there is a way somehow to spin this and i completely agree that the pga tour will largely control golf around the world but you're going to do that with blood money from saudi arabia you are going to do that with the director of the saudi sovereign fund sitting as the chairman of your board mind you so i i can understand 
that, hey, Live Golf is dead today. Like, I, I, it, if it no longer exists, the PGA Tour is going to remain as a nonprofit entity. Like, it, you are, in my opinion, it's going to be the PGA Tour. And I could see a scenario where there are, are off-season events very much like this Rory McIlroy, Tiger Woods, Justin Thomas venture on Tuesday nights, you know, in the off-season. Okay, I totally get all that. But there's no getting around the fact that you took blood money today. There is no getting around the fact that the PGA Tour got in bed with terrorists today. There's no getting around the fact that the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan sold their soul to the devil because they didn't want to lose in court. That's my opinion. My opinion is, is that Jay, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, is an absolute fucking fraud. That's the only words that I can come up with Thanks. to describe what this cat did today. Yeah. When you merge with Live Golf after you trotted out those dead folks, those people who, who paid with their lives on 9-11 in those towers, and you use their names to vilify the, the likes of, of Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson, and you championed the hero that was Tiger Woods for turning down $800 million and... You're a fraud, my man, because what did you do today? What Jay Monahan did today was he took the exact payday he told these other guys not to because family di families died in the Twin Towers on 9-11. But today it's fine because Jay Monahan, you got the payday today. Saudi stooge. And to me, that's unforgivable. And yeah. I look at this list, I, and I'm sure most of, of, of you remember this list. Look at the money that was turned down. Hideki Matsui turned down, or Hideki Matsuyama, excuse me, turned down $400 million. Hideki Matsuyama. You look at John Rahm turning down $300 million. Will Zalatoris, $130 million for a kid. For a kid, for crying out loud. Who, by the way, after turning that down, went and had significant back surgery that's got him out for this entire season. Think that $130 million is pissing him off right now? Sam Burns turned down $100 million? Are you kidding me? And today, today now, you want to go ahead. What do you say if you're Rory McIlroy and, and, and all those guys, the Brooks Kepkas of the world, the Dustin Johnsons, all of these guys that took that money that everybody said was blood money, they walk into your building today and they're like, hey, boys, we're back. Right, the first words out of your mouth better fucking be, hey, are you guys buying the first round? Because we can't afford it. Right? Like, I mean, yeah. they're walking in and they're not showing up in a Bentley. They're showing up in a Brinks truck because that's how they carry all that money around. Yeah. yeah. Who are we? Come on now. Yeah, that's we, a joke. We've got to be, we have, we have got to hold Jay Monahan accountable. And the thing that bothers me about this so much is and we won't know we'll never know the details of it but you cannot tell me that the cw and live golf were dying you will never be able to convince me otherwise that live golf and the cw were in real trouble because nobody was watching live golf in north america nobody and if you don't have north america you don't have any america yeah congratulations on your viewership in europe that was very tiny as well but you had nothing in North America. Live Golf won today because Live Golf became a, an entity 
that got validated today. And, and I'll say it again. If you're just tuning in, the PGA Tour and Live Golf announced a merger today. The director of the Saudi Sovereign Fund, the money, the billions and trillions of dollars from the Saudi government, that guy is the, the chairman of the board of directors of this new entity. Let that sink in. And then tell me that Jay Monahan didn't make a deal with the devil. And hey, it's cool. Jay Monahan, the, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, he'll be the CEO. He'll be able to appoint the rest of the, the board of directors. Hey, all that's great. The chairman of the board of this new entity is the director of the Saudi Sovereign Fund. Mm -hmm. There's no spinning that. There, there's no spinning what the Saudi government means to America and the impact the Saudi government has had on Americans. There, there's no spinning that. And I, I'm not trying to make this about 9-11 or the, you know, the, the, the oil or the politics. Jay Monahan did that for us. Yeah. When he called all of these golfers that went to live golf, when he called them traitors, and he said, you did it for a payday, and I have to look these, these family members of, of those who died on 9-11 in the towers, I have to look them in the eyes. Have you ever been ashamed of the PGA Tour? Yeah, today. How about today I'm ashamed of the PGA Tour, of which I'm a huge fan of. I belong to the PGA of America. I pay the PGA of America. I'm embarrassed to say that I'm a member of the PGA of America. I am embarrassed to say that I am a member of the Utah Golf Association, an offshoot of the PGA of America. Mm -hmm. It's embarrassing because now my money is going to the Saudi government. That's how I feel about it. Yeah. And I, I think it's absolutely ridiculous that Jay Monahan has not had to resign as yet. Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't listen to two words that shithead has to say. Not after invoking dead people and those who died on 9-11. We really did. Screw that guy. Screw that guy. Jay Monahan, you're bad for America. Jay Monahan, you're a traitor today. You're a liar today. You are somebody that grandstanded on, on the, the families that you said you were defending. You're a liar. You're, you are a con artist. There is no other way to describe it. Because Live Golf, don't get this wrong. Live Golf won today. Those people in Saudi Arabia that chopped up the dead body of a reporter who was reporting facts about them to make sure that he no longer reported facts, they chopped his body up. And you reference that as a reason Jay Monahan, not to do business with them. Congratulations. What are you saying to Jamal Khashoggi's family today? That's an issue. What are you saying to them? Oh, you're not going to say anything because you won't take follow-up questions. You won't do interviews. And you certainly won't talk to those really beloved 9-11 family members who I've never had to say, are you embarrassed by the PGA <coughs> Tour? Well, guess what, asshole? Today, we're all embarrassed by the PGA Tour because of you. Because you took the blood money today. Not them, not Dustin Johnson anymore, not Brooks Kepke anymore. You asshole, Jay Monahan. you took the blood money today. And there's no getting away from that, sir. And if, if it is the last thing I ever do, I will find Jay Monahan and I will say this to his face because that guy's a fraud. And if, if Tiger Woods and until Rory McIlroy and Justin Thomas and all these other dudes 
force Jay Monahan to resign, they're all frauds too. And the truth of it is, those guys had no say in this because Jay Monahan didn't ask anybody's permission. No, why he, would he? Because he knew they'd say no. You can't tell me Tiger Woods is like, all right, let's move on with life. Hey, Tiger, what do you think? Should we take, should we take you know, the PGA and, and give it to the Saudis? What do you think? Isn't that a good idea? I mean, you'll still be able to get that waitress out, you know, back, you know, the Perkins waitress out back. You'll still be able to get that. But we're going to go and get the Saudi money. What do you think? He'd have said no. Justin Thomas would have said no. Jordan Spieth would have said no. Rory would have said no. John Rahm would have said no. Don't talk to me in the comment sections about how it, Saudi money's in all sports and this isn't just golf. We're not talking about baseball or basketball or football or, or Frisbee golf. We're talking about the PGA Tour. We're talking about legends of golf coming through this tour. And now that's all over with. It's over. And honestly, I'm going to have trouble watching this if this thing goes through the way it's set up right now, if nothing changes. Because I do think there's a chance. I don't know how big that chance is. But if guys like Rory, the, the core names in golf, stop playing and boycott, I wonder what happens. I, I don't know what happens. But you can't tell me they're not thinking about something like that. Jay Monahan's got to go, period. He's got to go because this isn't about golf. Like, like Scott of Greywater saying it's golf, bro, LOL. It's not about golf. You don't like golf. Okay, great. Cool. Chill for 10 minutes and we'll talk. We'll talk your you college can run football. In here, yeah, your garbage great. college football take. But here's the problem with, with, hey, it's golf, bro, guy. It's not golf, bro. It's not. What happened today was a bunch of billionaires got together and essentially hijacked an American professional sport. That's what happened today. How do, you, how do you, with this merger, with the PGA Tour and the European, the DP World Tour, the European Tour, and live golf? Am I the only one who thinks it's ridiculous that, that the PGA Tour gets to keep its nonprofit status? Am I the only one who thinks it's ridiculous that Again, here we go with the Saudi government owning a slice of Americana. Am I the only one that's got a problem with that? Am I the only one? I feel like I'm talking to a bunch of deaf fucking people. Am I the only one who cares that the Saudi government owns a piece of America? Like, hello? Am I in an echo chamber? Yes, Americans. The Saudi government owns Live Golf, and now they have the chairman of the board of the PGA Tour. Repre he's the director of the Saudi Sovereign Fund. Like, do you, I mean, you can sit here in, in the comments and mock golf, but at some point, somebody's got to stand up and say, hey, by the way, hey, hello, you stood on the graves of dead Americans and said that these people were terrible people. Why are you in business with them now all of a sudden? Anybody? Nobody? Somebody? I don't know. Like, am I the only one who isn't looking at this as the little white ball that we all knock around the golf course? And I'm looking at this as, hey, I'm a guy that stands up as a proud American, and I don't want to be in business with the Saudis. Am I the only one? Apparently. Because it's great. <clears throat> it's great. It's great that we all get into these conversations about, oh, well, hey, man, you know. Like, like this right here, where, where, and I know we're getting a lot of comments. John Moore saying China owns the rest of America. No, they don't. Actually, they, actually they don't.
Actually, they don't. So, I mean, it, it, and then, you know, of course, Ruffs is going to come in and make stupid statements. So, like, I don't understand why you guys can't. And this is my problem when we get into conversations like this. Yeah. Why can't you see this for what it is? Which is the Saudi government just bought a professional sports league in America. Why does it have to be about Nike in China? Why can't you talk about the Saudis just bought the PGA Tour? Why does... And again, like we're sitting here with Ruffs talking about, oh, well, China and dude, you have no idea what you're talking about. You are one of the least informed people. Every time anything remotely political comes up, you want to bring up like elections and shit. What does this have to do with an election? The Saudi government just bought the PGA Tour and you want to talk about Nike in China. No. Go, go talk with your friends about Nike in China because I'm trying to have a legitimate conversation about the fact that the Saudi Sovereign Fund just bought the PGA Tour. And all you guys want to talk about is fucking China. I don't care about China because, frankly, we're in business with China, but we're not supposed to be in business with terrorists who cut people's heads off and chop up bodies of reporters who report truth stories about them. Mm-hmm. But you guys don't want to talk about that. Ruff's official, you don't want to talk about that. No, no, no. They own the PGA Tour. But Nike does business in China. But it's amazing to me that we can't get out of our own way to have a legitimate, real discussion about the fact that the Saudi government just bought a piece of Americana. Because I'm telling you, whether you like golf or not, it's one of the major sports in this country. Mm-hmm. It has more viewership than the NHL. And, and yet you want to talk about shoes in China. Okay, go somewhere else and talk about shoes in China. Because I'm telling you now, this is a significant moment in time. It is. And if Jay Monahan is allowed to keep his job on the PGA Tour, I don't think I can support that. I don't. Yeah. I don't think I can support that. I don't think I can be a member of the, the PGA of America or the, the Utah Golf Association. Like, does it make people feel better? Like, does it make you feel better to, to spin off into China takes? Like, is that why we do it? Because I don't understand it. I, I, I'm not concerned, like, with the business of the U.S. and China right now. We're not talking about that. Like, we're talking about, about yet another thing in this country being diluted with Saudi money. That's what I don't it's crazy understand. crazy to me. It's I mean, crazy like, to me. I just don't get it, man. Why, why can't we just say, like, hey, dude, like, Jay Monahan and clearly some other people in Jay's circles decided they were going to do something that, by the way, the biggest names in golf are not cool with. And, and every American should not be cool with this. This is not good. Yeah, this, this is a bad the, thing. The Saudi government owns the PGA Tour now. Owns it. Like, they're... Their guy is the chairman of the board of whatever this new entity with Live Golf and the PGA Tour is. It's, it's crazy to me. I am so incredibly disappointed. And I, I hope today what we need is we need a revolt. And we need Rory McIlroy and Tiger Woods and John Rahm and all these other guys to sit up at a dais and say, Jay Monahan has no place in our sport. Yeah. And he is a traitor. Because the only guys with the balls to do that are Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy. And why is that, though? Really important. 
They're the best players on the tour. And it's I don't crazy. care how bad Tiger's back hurts. Tiger's the most powerful guy in golf, dude. Yeah, it's, it's crazy to me. I, it's absolutely crazy to me. All right, let's get your thoughts. Uh, Larry Pilgrim says PGA is a business. Support it or don't. Right, but it's a wholly owned business of the Saudi government now. So, yeah, you know, it is what it is. Uh, Wyatt Earp, it would appear Saudis had sufficient dirt on the right people at the PGA and the right amount of bribe money, too. I, they, I, there's not, I don't know where you would come up with that because there's nothing to indicate that. Uh, big bad brass balls. No, you're not uh, about having a conversation. You're, you're on a rant that gives no room for other opposing opinions that don't agree with yours. No, when you want to talk about China and Nike and the NBA, I'm not here for that because that has nothing to do with the Saudi government buying the PGA Tour. Explain to me how this is good. Accounts like this, and I love you, bro. You're a member of the show. I love you, and I'm not trying to make it personal. But don't come in here with this snarky-ass comment type stuff and say that we're not trying to have a conversation. No, we're trying to have a conversation about the Saudis buying the PGA. We're not trying to have a conversation about China and Jordans and Apple and, and all this stuff. I'm not interested in that. We're not talking about that. There's no point to yeah, it. I, I just, I, I, it, it makes me crazy that when something significant in the world happens, we can't talk about it without politics. And it's the PGA and it's the Saudi government that owns the PGA Tour now. That's the conversation. I, I'm not interested in politics because anytime Why can't we just say it, anytime we get like, into politics, anytime we get into politics, like, I'm, I'm just not here for it. Why is it so difficult to say, yeah, you know, this, is, this isn't a good thing. This, ain't a, this is a bad thing. Yeah. Why can't we say that? Yeah. Why is that so difficult? Raider Mark, it's a hypocrisy of the PGA that is the biggest issue for me. They duped and lied to PGA players. Exactly. Absolutely right. Exactly. And, and Sebesta, it is sports washing. Look how they've corrupted the Euro football leagues, horse racing, F1 in the WWE. As a fan of Chelsea Football Club, I would, I would have, because the same guy that is the director at the Saudi Sovereign Fund owns Newcastle United in the Premier League. And he tried in, to help one of his cohorts when Chelsea Football Club was for sale. He tried to get in the running for that. And had that happened, I would not have supported the club anymore. I could not see that have I couldn't see that happening. Marlon Shaw, Saudi is technically our ally, but the lines are pretty blurry in my mind. And they're supposed to be our ally. Or at least that's how it used to be. But certainly they're not. Certainly they are not. I mean it just yeah. Jeremy Callahan, Saudi Arabia's government is a terrorist regime. It is. Absolutely I don't think anybody even doubts that. Clint Moe, Saudi will flip PGA to Russia. I doubt that. Um Big Daddy Magic says, I hate this. I have a problem with it. I think everybody hates it. Everybody hates clearly it. Clearly not everybody. I mean, it is. It, it, well, clearly not. Clearly not. William Lorig, the only thing to do is boycott the PGA. I don't know how you support it. I, I really don't know how you support and that's it. That's what I'm saying. Like, like kind of what you were saying. Like Rory, Tiger, John Rahm, like the biggest names of the guys who didn't go to live have to boycott the game. You have to. There's no other way. It's like, so frustrating to me that, like, when you, you look around, I, I mean, there's no doubt that the belief system around the globe is that Live Golf won. 
that live golf one. There's, there's just, there's no doubt about that. And it is it, it, the only win. The only win is that Greg Norman will not have a role in the new entity because live golf wanted to fire him apparently. And the PGA tour has excommunicated him and now he's out. Not expected to have a role in the PGA tour merger. I, I just, I'm amazed by it. I am, I am amazed. Like it is remarkable to me what money does in, in this world. It's, it's remarkable. Absolutely remarkable. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Jim Choi, Monty grew up in the States. Go visit Middle East and China. People living there are just people too. What does that mean? People, of course they're just people. What does that mean? Uh, big bad brass balls. Now, if golf has a bigger viewership than college football, which we should be talking about, then let's talk. Well, we, it's our show, so we kind of talk about. Yeah, if you don't like it. What like. we want it to. Like, why, why, why can we not talk about you don't think this is, this is the biggest story on the entire planet right now in sports. And it's not close. It's got over a billion, a billion interactions on Twitter today. Over a billion. Like, it's a huge story. Um, DW2CB, live golf. We kill it on the fairway. See what, see what he did there? See, see what he did there? Um, truck stop Gumby because it's too late to hop on the outage train. Outrage train. Yeah, probably. Probably. That's probably true. Uh, Matt Hart. When I read the story, I was disappointed. I do hope Tiger and Rory boycott the PGA at this point and any other golfer who came out and said they weren't fans of it. Like that's the, those are the people that you've got to be like, whoa. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think the choices of Rory and Tiger, uh, and others on their level, I, I, you know, uh, again, Justin Thomas, uh, Jordan Spieth, you know, uh, names in golf that are ev that are there every week, you know, I, like your choices right now today are crucial because if you cave and you fold like Jay Monahan did, then you're you're part of the issue, and I will have no problem saying that. If I don't see mm. hardcore comments, if I don't see real strong stance, I don't want to see on Twitter. Hey, sources telling us that there was a contentious meeting from the players and, and Jay Monahan, and then 10 minutes later, Rory steps up to the dais and says, man, yeah, wow. You know, really disappointed and uh, not it's, sure what to do. It's insane to me that this same guy, Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour, when the live golf thing happened, sat up there and said, oh, I know people who died on 9-11 and mm. I have to look them in the eyes. Like if you're Jay Monahan today, do, can you look those people in the eyes? That's crazy. That's crazy to me. Uh, I don't even, <laughs> Rick Forrester, the PGA sold out America. Uh, Monty is all bucked up on live golf in Saudi Arabia. It pisses me off, it, and I have I'm, no problem I'm, saying it. Yeah, I don't get mad or angry about many things. This really ticks me off. Like, it just... It's infuriating, man. Like, it is... It is and I've seen a bunch of PGA professionals around the country talking about boycotting the PGA Tour, and... I don't... I just don't... I don't see any way... I, I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't see any. You, don't, you can't unwind this watch. Nope. I, I, I just, I, you can't unwind it. And that the Saudi sovereign fund is going to make a significant investment. 
to push the game of golf forward into this new entity. You took their money. You took their money. All right. There you go. A couple more, then we'll move on because God forbid we would talk anything but football. Kurt Peters, live golf so great, fans will lose their heads. See what it, See what it did there because they chopped people's heads off. But the funny thing is, the PGA Tour retains control and retains all rights and has the final decision on the structure and the execution of events. So this, like Jay Monahan was so opposed to people wearing shorts on the PGA Tour. Like that's who you are. You're so focused on a dude wearing shorts to play golf. But yet you'll take the Saudis' money. That's what's crazy to me. Sean Mirzinski, Monahan needs to go. Um, Salty Drunk says, how does this change contractual agreements? They're all one no. Uh, because the PGA and, and Live Golf have agreed to drop all litigation against one another. And as a, when you merge, as a merger, all contracts become one. And one of the interesting questions will be, well, hey, um, you know, what about Phil Mickelson and all the money that he got? And what about, like, are you just going to, does the Saudi government just keep paying Brooks Kepka and Dustin Johnson and Harold Varner and Patrick Reed and you just keep paying all these dudes? Or, like, I, I mean, my guess is you're going to see them play out this year and then you're going to get cut. You're going to get cut. I mean, it's, it's yeah. incredible. You know, um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, Scott of Greywater, I see what you're saying, but I'm so numb to Titans, Czars, Emperors, and Kings. Do whatever they want to do. Not, what can we do? Not much. Not much. Not much. But it's our job to speak out on it. Yeah, seriously. It is. Clint Mose says the rest of the world is laughing at the USA. Again. Right now it is. Again. 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 Right now, for sure it is. Um, let's see. I just, uh, David Sebesta, I just... It's just a sneak attack. I wake up this morning with uh, that at the top of my notifications, kind of like a certain morning 22 years ago. Oh, hmm. Yeah. Uh, Taylor Gilstrap, kill the PGA, make a new league, the American Golf Association. The only guys that can do that are Tiger and Rory. Yeah. And, and I, I, my belief is that is a real possibility because you're not seeing Tiger and Rory and all these big names talking to the media right now. You're seeing the nobody heard of you guy who's got like half a tie for 28th place at one event that's talking right now. It's crazy. Larry Pilgrim, PGA was screwing over players like ESPN is trying to screw over the Pac-12. You know, just just keep... just. But that, I think Tiger and Rory have an opportunity to be heroes in the golf game. Absolutely. They do. They do. Yeah, I, I just... Listen... I think we have to talk about this stuff because you have to talk about this stuff. You've got to bring it to work. You've got to bring it to your barbecue this weekend. You've got to bring it to your golf game this week. Like it's up. It's, it's brutal. It is, it is really brutal. And you know what the problem is now, every time I turn on a, uh, a major, every time I turn on Augusta every year, I'm going to think about this. Not that Augusta is technically part of it, but you know what I mean? Yeah. You know, when you're watching, Oak Hill or you're watching Augusta or you're watching, you know, that the the major events, 
and you're seeing Phil tee off. You're like, yeah, wow. There's Phil. There's Phil, right? That's what you feel like. And I think the other thing that's so interesting is everybody's talking about Bud Light. Like, and Bud Light sales plummeting and... Losing billions. But nobody will do that to the PGA Tour. Nobody will do that. Because I just don't think anybody cares. I think people view it as money. Uh, honest to God. I think people view it as money. That's, that's, how I, that's how I think people look at and it. And that's what I think is kind of a shame in this whole thing. Like, like we've now, I feel like the automatic go-to stance is like, oh, well, yeah, it's business. You know, money over everything. And it's like, do we not have morals or ethics anymore? Do we not have character anymore? Do we not have any sort of uh, moral line in the sand about what we're, you know, willing and not willing to do? Because it seems like we're just like, all right, cool, taking the money and that's it. And we don't care about Jamal Khashoggi or the people who died in the Twin Towers or anything like that. And I'm not even trying to exaggerate. But this sport, is the that's, sense. sports washing is absolutely a word. Yeah. Sports washing. Absolutely. And that's in every sport, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, like the whole Houston. That's like, see, that's where the conversation spills over. We use sports every day. To cover up atrocities. It's soccer all the time. Playing the Olympics, you know, having the, holding the Olympics in Sochi or we do that all the time. That is the one sliver where you can, you can do that. Well, Kurt, you're exactly right. Ethics in, the, in business were long gone. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 long, long gone. Long, long, long gone. You know, it is. Yeah. And Kurt, maybe that's true. Would Tiger's Golf League be officially sponsored by Perkins? That would be amazing. That would be amazing. Amazing. Uh, Israel says, will networks carry golf going forward? Uh, yeah. Another side of the conversation. That's very hey, interesting. Titleist, Ping, TaylorMade, PXG. PXG. Love PXG. American brand. Yeah. How, like, hey. It's bro, brutal. Hey, you sponsor a golfer that's part of a, a tour funded by the Saudis. How do you feel about that? Like, I wonder, like, and, and I'm not trying to make a personal with PXG or TaylorMade or any of these brands, but like, if you're one of these brands, you got to seriously take a look at this and say, okay, where do we take a stance on this? Powerade got off the John Morant train real quick. Yeah, they did. Right? Yeah, they did. Right? So, so my question is, okay, what does it take for, for people to get off of certain brands the way people got off of Bud Light? Yeah. That's what I'm curious about. I, I think it is. I think it is. I think it is so important. I don't know. What's the right way to say this? I think it's so important that, that at some point somebody be held accountable for something. Like, I just don't feel. That's what frustrates me. I don't feel like there's accountability for this stuff. Honest to God. I just don't feel like there's accountability for this at all. And I don't know. I don't know how you fix it. Like I, it, yeah. I I don't know. I don't. I like you can't even go and backtrack this. Like you can't unwind this now. Like Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. There's no way to fix it. Man. No. Like there's just not there. The, you can't hold the one of the most sacred days in the history of this country, 9/11. You can't use that to defame LIV, Live Golf, and all of their, their golfers, and then turn around and merge with them. Mm. You, like, you can't do that. 
You, I, you can't make that up. And I agree. One of the most pertinent questions with this story that I think will go unanswered for a long time is why is it that Jay Monahan and company felt the need to do this? What, like, what, like, okay, did the Saudis have dirt? Did the South, like, what, what is it? Because again, if you, if you dumb this thing down to just basic business, business logic, Liv was struggling. It was a garbage product. It, the, like the PGA had no reason to help them. So not only have you helped them, you've put them in a position of power. And it's just, it's really curious. It is. Jeremy Callahan says, how is the nation of Saudi Arabia culpable? Come on, man. Oh, please, you dude. Need, yeah, dude, that's... Come on, man. If you Be should, better. Yeah. Be better. Larry Pilgrim, just bought a membership at my community course, 36 holes for $2,600 for 23 and 24 in Florida. A lot of balls, bro. Gonna wear out some clubs. Hey, hey have go fun, do it. man. I mean, yeah, I, I love playing. I played the worst round of golf I think I've ever played today. Truth be told. Um, it just, it, it is, um, it's, a, I love the game and I hate the game. I like I shot a, we went down to uh, Talon Cove with, with the great Arlington bears and uh, Chris Karn. And I just played horrendous golf today. Horrendous shot a 93 today. Yep. And I'm a 12 handicap shot a 93. I've got to think that it goes up. It goes up, you know. Yeah. Um, interesting. Dennis Dodd um, retweeted a gentleman, um, one of his coworkers, um, who said, with the way last year went, everything Monahan said and did makes it feel like he was leveraging players, fans, and everyone's emotions until the Saudi sovereign fund's investment got big enough. I'm not saying that's what happened. I'm saying that's how it feels. That is how it feels. Yeah. It feels I like there was a game on. played until Saudi, the Saudis were ready to invest. Yeah. All right. Um, I love the conversation. We'll get back into it later. Um, I appreciate all of you guys coming in, having the conversation. I know, again, God forbid that we talk about anything that's not football on this show. I know. Because people lose their minds over it. Mm-hmm. But I enjoy other things other than football. Everybody Sometimes. is outraged. Sometimes, including Bucked Up, the official energy drink of the Monty Show. Got it right here. And trust me, maybe I'm just crabby after hey, my round hey, of golf. Don't today. worry. Don't worry. This isn't funded by the Saudis. This is, in fact, an American company. Cheers, friends. Time for a buckshot from Bucked Up. <sighs> Excellent. I love the watermelon. But don't take my word for it. Get the free samples in the description below. But I also want to talk about Bucked Bars, you guys. Uh, the, bu <coughs> the Buck Bar is unbelievable. The Buck Bar is now my go-to protein bar. And I eat a protein bar twice a day. Um, if you look at what's in there, like whey protein isolate, the best pro uh, protein form of whey protein you can get is pro whey protein isolate. I love the fact that they use dates as a sweetener. Um, it is, in fact, the perfect refuel uh, post-workout. I have one right after I was done playing golf today. Um, and they are unbelievable. And Bucked Up wants to send a pack of their bars to your front door. You can get a variety pack for free 
right to your front door. They want you to have the samples so that you can try them. You'll fall in love with them. I love them. I used to eat, I'll be honest with you, I used to eat one bars, peanut butter one bars every day, all day. Had them on Amazon order, like a subscription. Canceled that subscription because the buck bar is that good. And you know the other thing? It's low glycemic. It doesn't have a ton of sugar in it. And it is one of the best bars I have ever tasted. It tastes good. It performs well. Buck bars, make sure you get them for free in the description below because Bucked Up Energy is the official energy drink and energy provider of the Monty Show. All right, let's, let's talk about, let's, everybody take a breath in. Join me. Come on, join me. Ah, let's talk, let's avoid the issues in the real world and talk about football. Let's get lost in the fantasies of Big 12 expansion and Pac-12 as it burns. So the title of the show today is very interesting. We have the latest details on Big 12 expansion. I have to tell you, uh, this has been brewing now for a couple of weeks. We've talked about the values of Gonzaga versus UConn. And one of the things we've talked about on this show on a regular basis is what is the value of Gonzaga versus UConn versus a San Diego State to the Big 12? Well, now the real interesting question is, will Big 12 presidents approve UConn to join the conference? And I told you about a week ago, I thought that was going to be an uphill battle. I thought it was going to be an uphill fight. I think UConn basketball is a no-brainer. The problem is UConn plays football and not well. It is not a good football program. They do not invest heavily in it. They bail because it out. It's garbage. It, they don't win games. It is a real, real issue. Outside of a season or two, UConn football is largely an afterthought. They don't play on campus. It is not great. And one of the major concerns, according to our sources amongst Big, uh, excuse me, Big 12 presidents, is that UConn football will become a drag on the Big 12 conference. And one of the things that we've also talked about a lot is this uncoupling, as, as Brett Yormark called it. We've been telling you that the Big 12 is working and has a plan to make basketball its own business unit as it will do the same with football. And the biggest question is, what will it do to the overall quality of the Big 12 if you add UConn football? Because in its history, UConn has shown no desire to grow and expand its football program. And if you bring in a dog football program that has consistently, over its history, lost a lot more games than it's won, it damages the overall health of the conference. As much as it does for basketball. Basketball and football are now separate models, right? They're separate business units. The Big 12 and its presidents, according to our sources, are hesitant to add UConn because the football program would then become a drag on the conference as a whole. Mm -hmm. Jake, do you buy that this is a real issue for Big 12 expansion? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I think that the one thing, whether you're the Big 12 or any other conference that you have to consider an expansion is just value overall. So, you know, great if you have a strong football program uh, you know, and then your basketball program is crap. That's not going to work, right? If you have, you know, an amazing football program and an amazing basketball program, you're, you know, just rubber stamp that thing. We're going to add you, you know, on the other side of it, like in UConn's case, strong basketball program, but the football program sucks. That's an issue because 
football is ultimately the number one in college athletics. It does pay for everything else. And yes, basketball makes money, and certain programs make more money in basketball than other programs. But at the same time, if you're trying to get $31.7 million as an expansion team, a full share, you got to be full share worthy. And that's why I think the proposition of Gonzaga versus UConn swings so heavily in Gonzaga's favor because they're not asking for $31.7 million. Their valuation uh, is somewhere around $15 million, and I think they would get more than that, probably somewhere around 20 because they're valuable, because they make you a lot of money uh, in basketball, and they're going to bring all the rest of their sports. So UConn's problem is very much real. You can't just be a small you know, school that has a basketball program and not really anything in football. That doesn't really work. And if you're the Big 12, you're not in a position where you need to take risk. You're not in a position where you need to just add anybody. So J.D. Wicker over at, at San Diego State should probably stop talking about that they're just going to go anywhere. Because notice all the San Diego State hype has stopped. That's over yeah, with now. Is. UConn, you have a bit of a problem. Gonzaga's in the driver's seat. And I think that just is logical. It makes sense. But here's the other thing, though. And I, I know a lot of people want to guess and surmise. I was told directly today that UConn as a basketball-only member has never been discussed and would never be approved. And that UConn would not be open to the idea and the Big 12 would not accept that as a, as a framework. Because I think a lot of people are learning lessons from Notre Dame and the ACC. Because Notre Dame football is independent while the rest of their sports reside in the ACC. And it's wreaked havoc on the value of the ACC, frankly. Mm -hmm. So I think that's one example of it. But there are many. Like Gonzaga to the Big 12 is not a basketball-only proposition. And I think the other thing that is really interesting that we've talked a lot about on this show is I, I don't see a clear path for UConn to, to move to the Big Ten either. I think UConn is, is not unlike many other programs in this conversation. I think it's not unlike, let's say, San Diego State. Because where does San Diego State land in all this? You, and you have to kind of consider this about UConn. How truly valuable is UConn as, <coughs> as a sports brand? Because I've been told directly again, that the value of UConn as a sports entity is about $10 million a year um, because football is that much of a financial drag on their bottom line. And when you look at just their stadium situation or you look at the, the money that's having to be dumped into UConn football, it is a real problem. It is, it is not some theory. It is not some opinion. UConn football drags down the value of UConn athletics. Yeah. Conversely, I look at somebody like San Diego State. What's the real value at San Diego State? And this is the hard pill to swallow. If you are San Diego State and you're making these big statements about, hey, we know we're the number one option in the Pac-12. Well, what does that really mean? You're the number one option in a conference that is quite literally facing extinction. You know. What does that really mean? The issue is you've never been relevant in basketball before, and now all of a sudden you played for a national championship, but there's no reason to believe you'll play for a championship again. And frankly, San Diego State football is not a Power 5 football program. Has never been. Why would we believe that it would be? And it's great that San Diego State is invested in Snapdragon and the stadium is beautiful. There's no doubt about that. 
but just like UConn, but less. Because UConn's got banner after banner in the basketball department, both women's and men's. What do you have at San Diego State? You're a baseball school. If we're being quite literal, um, you're a baseball school. And I know, I know that's hard to take, but this is why for weeks we have questioned why J.D. Wicker, the athletic director at San Diego State, would drop in a very odd statement. Hey, we're leaving. We just don't know if it's the Big 12 or the Pac-12. Oh, what are you talking about, man? And then you have your, your president, Della Torre, at San Diego State saying we know we're the number one option for the Pac-12. What an odd thing to say <laughs> at, an, at an odd time when by most accounts, the Pac-12 is on the verge of extinction. And you don't really offer a lifeline in that situation. So I look at UConn and I really compare it to San Diego State because with the drag of the football department, what is the real value of UConn athletics? It's that you win basketball games. But in the Big 12, one thing that I think you really need to consider is that while Brett Yormark is new and energetic and his focus is on making money, if you're a president in the Big 12, what are you really focused on? And I'm talking about Cincinnati and BYU and UCF and Houston. What are they all really focused on? They're focused on football. Those are football programs. You look at at Oklahoma State, you look at TCU, are they really worried about their basketball teams more than they're worried about their football teams? Bro, you have bro. a bunch of presidents in the Big 12 that are focused on being a football powerhouse. And I think that does not line up with where UConn is because UConn is a basketball entity only. And I think that, in my opinion, is the biggest reason, Jake, that UConn will not be added to the Big 12 now and I, I don't even know that in the next round of expansion, UConn would be added to the Big 12. Yeah, I just don't think it's necessary. And I think the other thing you got to keep in mind with Brett Yormark, and, and really any commissioner, but because it's the Big 12, Brett Yormark, he can want to do things. So he can want to add UConn, let's say, or Gonzaga or whoever. He can bring all these options to the table. But the, again, the presidents are going to be the ones that rubber stamp this stuff. And again, Gonzaga is an easy decision. There's literally zero reason why you would not add Gonzaga. It just makes sense. It's cheap. Like you're good. Like it's perfect, right? Like that makes sense. But Brett's job is to basically shepherd his conference in a positive direction, grow the conference, make the conference more money, do things that grow and make this thing more money. That's, That's what right. your Mark's mission is. So, inevitably so at some point in that timeline and in that effort to do that job brett yormark is going to bring something to the table that might be questionable or maybe isn't as no. attractive and so then that's going to cause the presidents to say no and i look at yukon and i say that's what this is he's seen an opportunity and said okay yep hey this is something that we should consider but hey here are some issues with it that's all it is that's literally it well and there was a lot of belief that UConn was flying into the Big 12. It, it, I don't believe that UConn ever was in West Virginia for the Big 12 spring business meetings. I, I'm not, yeah. I don't buy that. Um, I know there's a bunch of airport data that people spit out and cool, bro. That's great. I don't believe that UConn is a serious, I, I just don't. I, I, you know, one person told me that, sure, 
The Big 12 has looked at UConn, but you're kicking the tires on it because you have to. I think that's what makes more sense to me. When we sit here and we consider what is best for the Big 12, I, I, I still maintain, and it's what I've said, and I'll say it again, my sources have told me Gonzaga has a verbal invite to the Big 12. Mm-hmm. My sources have told me that they are deep, deep into conversations. My sources have told me that Gonzaga is going to get $20 million a year Gonzaga. to join the Big 12. That's what their value to the Big 12 is. And I think that's about nail on the head. Yeah. Because I think that puts them at, at, at 30 to $35 million a year, which is an absolute Brinks truck for Gonzaga. Yeah. Because they are a basketball institution. Gonzaga. Period. Do they play other sports? Absolutely. Gonzaga. But because of basketball, they're worth $20 million a year to the Big 12. I like Gonzaga. And I think that's what the conversation, or at least that's what I've been told by sources, is the discussion right now. Yeah. Where are we at? What are we worth? And I think that they are, they are being told that they are worth $20 million. And I think they will take that money every single day. day. Every Twice single day they Sunday. will take that money. Because that makes a lot of sense. This hour of the show is always presented by our good friends at Papa Murphy's Pizza. While you wait to get your comment read on the Monty Show, have you considered calzones from Papa Murphy's Pizza? At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. You never get the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. I love the calzone. I'm a huge fan of calzone. How? But who you, isn't? You got to dip it in ranch dressing. That or marinara sauce. Get the marinara meatball. The calzone with the marinara meatballs, undefeated. Undefeated. <laughs> but you get, that, you get that calzone and you dip it in ranch, good night. Good night now. It is, it is absolutely over. Bomb. It is, it is absolutely over. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more. At Papa Murphy's Pizza, make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show, which is presented by the Advocates. Are we going to have a much more enjoyable hour number two to the show? (laughs) Can we? Will we? We absolutely will, because it's going to be a lot more of you and a lot less of us on the Monty Show, presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. The best injury attorneys in the business and guys, I tell you every single day, if you get hurt at work, it is imperative that you have somebody that will fight for you. And I know everybody says, oh, it's in it. Being physically, obvi- for obvious reasons, but your mental well-being, your mental health, your financial health, your relationships at home, because you're frustrated, you're upset, you don't feel good, you're physically in pain. Let somebody fight for you. Worry about getting back to the best version of yourself so that you can support your family, so that you can be your best version of yourself. The advocates are going to get you every penny and more that you're entitled to. Trust me when I tell you that. They are the best, best heard at work attorneys in the business. Workman's Comp, 
is shark infested waters. And I know everybody says to me, but my boss and my, my manager, they're really, they care about me and they said they're gonna take care of everything. That may be true. But let me ask you this, what do you have to lose by going to the advocates? Chatting with an attorney live online for free, no obligation right now at theadvocates.com. Nothing, you have absolutely nothing to lose. Tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Let's reset the uh, topics for you. Uh, I would love to hear your opinion on this situation with UConn, uh, who I believe is, is one of the dwindling possibilities in Big 12 expansion. We've talked about this a lot on the show. You've heard a lot of names, the four corner schools. You've heard them all, right? But we've talked a lot about Gonzaga and UConn on this show, and we've told you over and over again, I've always felt like UConn was an awkward fit because of their football program. And I see all the comments about, well, why can't they just build a stadium on campus? Well, why haven't they already? I mean, they understand that they're on school-owned land, not close to campus and stores. It's, I think, a 38,000-seat stadium. Yeah. That's not spectacular. It is just a building in a cow pasture, essentially. It's not entertaining. It's not... And so you start to think to yourself, okay, well, what is, what is it that UConn really brings to the table? Men's and women's basketball at a very high level. But how much is UConn football going to cost the Big 12? And I think it's significant. And again, I've, I've told you for weeks and weeks and weeks, UConn is not available as a basketball-only member. Mm -hmm. And I don't think the Big 12 would add them for that. And I, I, I have been told point blank that, that the Big 12 views UConn football as a liability and does not want to add UConn for that exact reason. Mm -hmm. And I think the other thing that is really significant to understand, and we, we've told you this for months and months, Brett Yormark is going to split basketball and football off as their own business units. So he does not have to do, everybody's like, well, you got to get two over here and four over there hey, and six over here. Got to have nice round numbers. Au contraire, mon frere. You can be unbalanced in basketball. You can certainly be unbalanced in basketball because, by the way, look at how many leagues are going away from divisions. Look at how many leagues are going to a single conference format. And I think it's the exact right thing to do. Yes. And I also think you got to play nine league games. And I actually would tell you, I think you need to play 10 league games and two out-of-conference games, period. So Done. I said, yeah. That's it. That's it. But I know that's crazy. An SEC fan, please do not freak out and lose your mind. How could you say that? Eight, eight games. What do you mean? Eight, eight games. games. Eight Nick games. Saban. Eight games. <laughs> Excellent strategy, sir. Play, play nine, ten conference games. What do you have to lose? Make more money for yourselves. Oh, yeah, that's right. We forgot about that. It, oh, makes, it makes more money when Nick Saban is playing Ole Miss or A&M instead of Watchy Hatchy Technical Institute of Hair Salon Dressing. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. But my, you know, our defensive backs put those permanents in those old ladies' hair like you can't even believe. Perfect circles, baby. Nobody wants to play nobody. Well, unless you can play eight conference games and still get 10 seats at the table, mm -hmm. which is apparently the formula in the, in the SEC, but neither here nor there. All right, let's get your comments rolling on here. Truck Stop Gumby says cow turd. Cow turd. Monk, Mr. Monkey says I'm okay with adding UConn, but there has to be contractual miles. No, I just don't think that works. I don't think that works because what happens... What happens when 
UConn wins two games in Big 12 football. Oh, the it's power. Question. The conference power rating goes down, mm. and there's less respect, and that's what happens. That's absolutely what happens. Cash Money says maybe UMass can join the Big 12. He gives us two um, more dollars to say, I turned 23 today. Well, um, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Case Ruiz gives us $2 and then two more. If a 4C team is out of the Big 12, Oregon State can replace it. This Oregon, case is empty. Oregon State can replace it. I'm telling you, Oregon State is an absolute under-the-radar dog to join the Big 12. Option for sure. I think people, I think people undervalue it constantly. Uh, Joseph Carruthers. But Alabama needs the rest, a rest to play West Carolina before their big game against Auburn. It's just, a, it's just tough in the SEC. Kiss my butt! Those poor guys. Man. You know. Wow. Wow. You know. Um, is that why it got ran all the way back <laughs> in the Iron Bowl? Is that what happened? They needed more rest? Right. Uh, AAR, UConn, they think they're like Notre Dame or something. Not, well, maybe, I don't know. I think UConn's elite at basketball. Elite. Uh, JM says everything was on track for nine SEC games until Saban complained. How dare you? You say that about Nick, Nick Saban. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Phyllis is going to get upset. UConn has to improve their football program for them to fit. I totally agree. It would make way more sense for Colorado to join over them if they improve, then maybe we can get a realistic conversation. Absolutely. Bryce Martin, SEC has no problem with Vandy winning two games every year. Well, when it's Georgia and Alabama, you, what problem are you going to have? Yeah, it's Kirby and his SRT Jeeps, man. Come on. You know, Truck Stop Gumby says the Oregon State. Exactly right. Exactly right. Uh, Jeremy Callahan, Oregon State is actually in the Pacific time zone, so there is that. <laughs> All year long. <laughs> All year long, they're in the Pacific time zone. Oh, um, man. Vandy has research dollars. Indeed, they do. Wow. Indeed, they do. Uh, Mapes, what's up? Says, uh, does this mean as much as Utah football helps the Big 12, their basketball team could make them not worth adding? I think right now... The RPI and the power rankings and all that stuff that matters so much more in basketball. The Big 12 is just a dominant conference. Dominant. And you're adding, you're adding Houston, who is a dominant basketball program. Mm -hmm. I mean, it is. I, I think it's a very different combination and a very different formula in college basketball than it is in college football. I, I think so. But that's just me. Gary, what's up, Gary? Since when does UConn have a football team? It's <laughs> exactly my point. <laughs> Randy Edsel. <laughs> guys remember that? When does UConn have a football team, we bro? Should, we should pull up UConn football. Don't play intramurals, brother. Like, I wonder. There it is right there. Here's, here's their schedule. <laughs> you guys ready? NC State at Georgia State. FIU, <coughs> Duke, <coughs> Utah State, <coughs> at Rice. They wow, play, they, wow. They play Rice. Southern Florida, at Boston College, at Tennessee, at James Madison, Sacred Heart, UMass. Because it's garbage. Bro. Yeah, so about that $31.7 <laughs> million dollar payment. Dude. 
Yeah. Listen, mm. I, I, I get it. You're an independent, and I know that's difficult. You're an independent. Um, but, but BYU suffered an independence. Pratt and Whitney Stadium in East Hartford, Connecticut. Yeah, it is. Let's see. Where, let me pull it back up. 23 miles from campus, bro. That's what I mean. Like, you're not, you're not relevant. You are, you are not. I, I, like, I, come on. UConn's just not an option for the Big 12. And I, again, I can only say it so many times. And people are going to espouse about how great they are. And I'm just telling you now, UConn is not a viable option for the Big 12. I That's just the don't. untrained eye. I don't see how you do it. It's not optional. I don't see how you do it. Uh, Drew Christensen, I don't see UConn as a good fit for the Big 12. There are better options out there. You know. Gabriel says, dude, I love that soundbite. Phyllis is amazing. Yeah, which soundbite would that be, sir? Probably over 500, so. Probably. Uh, Maury Alvarez says, the Big 12 should add UConn so that West Virginia can have a win every year. Do you view this season as a failure? (laughs) Stop it. West Virginia, they did beat UConn. Dude, and I do mean, you remember when we talked about West Virginia for one day and West Virginia oh fan found God. a way to be so pissed about it? Like lost their ever-loving mind. And they're like, well, listen, we're UConn. Jim Moore is our head coach. Yeah, what, how, how did that go last year? Well, he's, he's, he went to the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Gotta be fucking kidding me. Six and seven last year in the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Well. Two Master says Jim Mora is a better man. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Oh, Two Master, that's a great comment. Uh, Charles, but does Oregon State use three whole straws? Well, how many holes are in a straw? You know. <laughs> Uh, Jim Choi, if ESPN had paid $5 million per team, they would have expanded to nine games. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. It's fair. UConn, paying for that football airfare to Provo is a no-no and brings zero value. <laughs> That's the no-no zone. Bro. Don't touch me there. Dude. Don't touch me there. That, sir, is my no-no square. You're welcome. Uh, Roger Abbott, Utah is going to the Big Ten. They won't sully their good name by being associated with the truck stop conference. Oh, okay. Okay. I love that people are like, oh, but they've been vetted and cleared. And, you know, Sally Beauty Supply Training Center has been vetted and cleared by the Big Ten. You know, and the funny thing is uh, Jim's Diesel Mechanic Institute has now been vetted and cleared by the Um, Big Ten. Um. Will you stop with it? Well, um, they've been vetted and cleared, and they've been vetted and cleared. You know. You're vetted and cleared, and you're vetted yeah, and cleared. What are you, Oprah, bro? Hey, like, Jake, you con- get a book. You get a book. Jake, congratulations. You've been vetted thank and cleared you, to join dude, the Big thank Ten. Thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. thank you. Like, come on now. Come on now. And we told you, one of the things that was very interesting about the terminology vetted and cleared, because we dug into it after all of the ridiculousness about Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal. <laughs> vetted and cleared essentially means your TV partners will pay for them. That's what that means. I don't see any way that Utah ends up in the Big Ten. And I could be wrong. I could be absolutely wrong. Yeah. Could be wrong. Raider Mark, 
That Sacred Heart game is fire. Dude, come on, bro. Look, Jim Moore is here now. We're going to add big names to the football schedule. For instance, and like, Sacred Heart. Because it's garbage. <laughs> listen, listen. John's Chevy Certified Mechanic Institute, their offensive um, line um, is massive. Um, um, I mean, they're built like engine blocks, bro. Yeah. You see how big those HDs are? Got a lot of here with that. Come on, the Diesel Mechanic Certification College? Well, look. No, I'm not doing it. Gabriel, uh, UConn has an easier schedule than some G5s. <laughs> it's embarrassing. Yeah. But, but it got, so, as an independent, and this is for everybody who ripped Tom Homo at BYU. Ah, oh, man, nobody wants them. They wear underwear and... Playing on Saturdays only. Look at the schedule that Tom Homo at BYU put together as an independent. In God's name, image, and likeness. Now, did he occasionally have Charlie's Widget Institute on the schedule? No, he never did. But did he have a bunch of Pac-12 schools on the schedule and whoop that ass every year? I wake up in the morning, I piss excellence. I mean, just not usually Utah because they never beat Utah. But that's not really the point. My point is... I should probably stop now. Um, uh, J.K. Marshall, UConn versus Hofstra in field hockey. <laughs> field hockey is amazing. Sebasta, UConn played in as many BCS Bowls as Baylor. <laughs> Jumasta, UMass are low-key Dixie State-esque. Uh, okay. Well, Dixie State isn't a thing anymore, sir. Please refer to it as Utah Tech. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. Drew Testicle has asked this question like 40 times today. Drew, do you feel better now? Do you, do you like, do you, okay. There you go, Drew. Hey, everybody. <laughs> All right, Drew. Thanks. Gary, UConn goes 0 and 12. See what see, he did so there? See what he did That's there? The X in the I. Yeah, I. it's like the logo. See, see what he did there? Uh, Gabriel, roll tide. Exactly. Roll tide. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, cow turd is the best soundbite. Hey, cow turd. <laughs> I don't disagree. Roger says uh, Arizona State, UWO, Utah, and Arizona State all are going to the Big Ten. I seriously doubt that. Seriously doubt that. Notice, notice how he's like, there will be four seventeen pods. Pods is a hot word in college football realignment right now. Yeah, it is. Pods. It is. I seriously doubt it. Harry Austin. Uh, says who wins, Kansas or UConn football? Kansas football's legit. They're going to have to. They need to back it up this year, but there there is no question that they are legit. Mm-hmm. There is no doubt about it. Uh, JM says Pratt and Whitney make air aircraft engines. <laughs> yeah, because UConn plays at a high out. No. Um. Nope. Um. Nope. Um. Uh, Drew Christensen, a good fit for anyone who uh, would be the Bacavo, the best sandwich at Super Chips. Boom. Why do you bring this up? Boom. Like, Boom. see, Drew, you say hurtful things like the Bacavo. Yeah, dude. Saturday, Mrs. Monty bought me a deluxe with extra pickles, and it was amazing. Yeah. That's the best chicken sandwich at Super Nah, dude, Chicks. the Bacavo is the best, bro. No. <laughs> yeah, it is. I'm telling you. Why do you say stuff like that? Dave's in opposition. Why do you say stuff like that? Because I don't get it. Super Chicks in Ogden on Riverdale Road. Also down in the GZ, St. George. You guys, you know what I love about Super Chicks? I absolutely love the fact 
that all of their produce, fresh cut in-house, onions, lettuce, tomato, pickles, every single day, those beautiful French fries that they serve there with salt and pepper only, mm. cut in-house, fresh every single day. You know what else I love about Super Chicks? You don't want it breaded. You don't want fried chicken. You want just, you know, unbreaded chicken breasts. They can do that too. <laughs> and it's actual chicken breasts. Some of these other frauds out there, because there's everybody and their brother makes a chicken sandwich, right? No, wrong. They don't make a Super Chicks chicken sandwich, which is always a full chicken breast. Yep. Always. I love it. They're bomb. You know, the other thing I love, their sauces are all free. You know, okay, well, you get one free sauce. And then you got to pay with a finger. You guys don't know what that's like, right? You're, you're rolling through a drive-thru at some garbage chicken establishment. We know the names. And they're like, all right, would you like any sauces? Hey, man, yeah, can I get some barbecue? Yeah, that's going to be like That'll be 25 dollars. cents, please. Yeah. Like, it's, it's super chicks. No, no, friends. You can have as much sauce as you want. Of course, you're just going to get the ranch, although the honey mustard's amazing as well. I love it, dude. Super chicks, the best chicken sandwich in the business. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Super chicks on Riverdale Road in Ogden and St. George. Jeremy Callahan, West Virginia, did beat Baylor, Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, and the mighty Towson. Are we clear on that? Towson's a really average win. You know. You know. You know. Uh, let's see. Maury Alvarez. Uh, so your round sucked today. How was uh, Jakey Two Holes round? Because worse it's than, garbage. Worse than mine. Today was that day with the, the driver where I could not. I did not hit a single fairway with the driver today. Did not hit a single green in regulation. So you're saying that Jakey Two Holes is going to have to replenish the balls. Dude, it was, it was rough today. And it kick a was, person when he's down. It was rough. Truck Stop Gumby, the Monty program has been vetted and cleared. Thank you. Thank you. See, thank you. Now we can go to the Flying J in the Truck Stop Conference, dude. No, I thought we were in the Flyover Conference. Oh, my bad. Sorry, I, I lose track. You know. Gabriel, uh, what's wrong with truck stops? They have some quality road snacks. That's what I'm saying, bro. I've never, again, every day I feel like we say it on the show. Is truck stop conference an insult? I don't see how it is because every conference um, has truck stops in them. Don't um, get it. Uh, every Utah fan should take a sabbatical to rest for the, uh, of the, to the rest of the country to better understand how much nobody cares. <laughs> you know? That was okay. That's a, that's a hater ass comment, but that was really well done. I have to give wow. you credit on that one, dude. Kurt Peters, just take one buff to start a stampede. There hey. you go. There you go. There you go. I, I you know, uh, Jeremy Callahan says this just in nothing new to report. Whatever conference pays up in uh, is whether the University of Utah will show up. Big Daddy Magic. Yeah, says. I guess that's the theme of today, isn't it? Could be. I, listen, I think it is pretty clear, and again, this is, this is just my opinion. I think it is pretty clear that you have a situation where it's, a, it's simply a matter of when, not if. Mm -hmm. When is Colorado and Arizona going to the Big 12? When? It's not if. It's when are they going to the Big 12? I want it. Because I think it's simply a matter of time. We've heard too much. There's been too... I don't think there's any doubt that, and I'm trying to be gentle because Pac-12 fans lit our minds on fire yesterday, 
with their anger, but I, don't, I just don't think there's any doubt that when you look at the Pac-12, they're going to lose membership. They're, they're, their numbers are, are going to dwindle. Is it two? Is it four? Like, it's simply a matter of when. Yeah. Not if anymore. Yeah. It, it is. It, it's, it's that simple. And I, I just hesitate. I hesitate because I don't know that I believe. I don't know that I believe the hype around Arizona State's not doing anything. Well, I think Arizona State is, is going to do things. And I think Arizona State's going to wind up in the Big 12. Yeah. It's just my opinion. Yep. I, I, I don't know how you avoid it. I really don't know how you avoid it. Cougar tail. The Utah Utes, while admirable in their own right, might find themselves feeling a little vertically challenged in comparison. Scaling the heights of the Big Ten could prove to be an uphill battle. I just don't see Utah going to the Big Ten. Why would, why would the Big Ten do that? That doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Yeah. I mean, athletically, sure, I get it. But you're getting, the, you're getting a high level of academics with Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and Washington. Those are four really solid programs. You don't, I, you're not going to take every member of the Pac-12 if you're the Big Ten. You don't have that kind of bread, dude. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know why you – why would you do that? Yeah, I don't think you would. It does not make sense to me at all. Uh, Dustin says maybe UConn can make up the difference in disc golf. Oh, dear. So here's a question. When did soccer golf become a thing? Do you guys notice that this is like everywhere now? Soccer golf. That's enough of that crap. Really? Why are we soccer golf? Yeah, I wonder if a certain organization has a spinoff of that. Stop. Don't. Don't even. Don't. Hey, you don't. start talking shit. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says Kansas football would massacre UConn. Jim Mora does not agree. Well. Good old Jimmy doesn't agree. You know. Uh, and donut says roll tide pods, roll tide pods, roll tide. you know, Monty owes a ribeye says, can you get my man, his ribeye? We were not able to hook up over the weekend, but I'm not holding out on him. I'm happy to do it whenever we can. Steven noise says we got no super chicks in Tucson. Well, you should drive, drive your ass back to Phoenix. <laughs> okay. Look, Sean Miller, take drive <laughs> your ass back to Phoenix, bro. <laughs> Drive your ass back to Phoenix. You guys remember that? So Sean Miller sitting up at a dais, getting roasted about FBI wiretaps and scandals with DeAndre Ayton. And, and he gets through his answer about like, hey, man, uh, did you cheat? Uh, you know, what'd you do here? Finishes the take with, yeah, and if you don't like it, you can drive your ass back to Phoenix. Yeah. Nice job, Sean. Nice job. Okay. See, Gary, I expect more of you. I, your, your wife is no longer invited. It's I, that's, low, I'm, notice sorry. what he said. It's low-key nice. Sorry. Excuse me. Ex- excuse me. Be quiet. Dude. <laughs> it's low-key nice. Need to Be quiet. Quiet. Don't think I just say shit. Yeah, you do. Gary, this is hurtful. Sorry, we have to take your wife's ticket away for RSL. Well. Uh, something came up. Gary says they tried the Bacavo over the weekend. And it's low-key nice. We still never talk sometimes. Dude, there's no such thing as a Bacavo low-key nice. Gary, I'm with you, my brother. I am not. I am not. Yeah, we now, don't. Kent Hone, I just had the super chicks for a limited time-only chicken sandwich with pepper, jack cheese, and pastrami, and it was phenomenal. See what I'm saying? 
Yeah, the the pastrami at at Super Chicks, phenomenal, dude. Yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal. 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 Uh, you of Houston alum, I would love to take you two to Pop Papacitos or Papa Dude down here in H Town. Blow your mind. Best seafood and Mexican you'll ever have, dude. I'm a sucker for good Mexican food. It's an erection. Big Daddy Magic says honey mustard. That's nasty. No, it's not. No, it's not, sir. Uh, Nate Davis, anybody seen you guys going to the Big Ten as a bunch of baloney? Utah is going to the Big 12. Yeah. You know. Uh, Brady Cook, the Big 12 is moving in the right direction. I think they are. When in uh, doubt, blame the balls, Gabriel That's says. Saying, you know, dude. You know. Uh, Monty, the deluxe is mid at best. You think maple bars suck? You need to seriously reevaluate your food taste. Wow. Wow, Drew went in. Wow. Listen, I am I I am a man of simple tastes. But no one's gonna disrespect me. I I am I'm not afraid to die. Maple bars are not good. Dude, I think they're good. Maple bars are not good. It, they're not. Mike Maples, uh if it's not a deluxe or a cordon blue, it's straight up mate. Cordon oh, blues are amazing. They're so good. They are so, so good. Um, Bill G says, Bucks the goat. Okay. Uh, okay. Listen, dude. No, I mean, acid's not for everybody, but clearly, you know, Bill, you do you. Uh, truck Stop Gumby, never underestimate the value of a truck stop open at 2.30 a.m. when you need engine Ooh. coolant. No, when you need to pee and you see that TA truck stop glowing in the distance... You have no idea how long two miles is until you have to pee and you see it in the distance two miles ahead. Right. There's not enough acceleration in the world. Scott. Dan Sebesta, truck stops serve a purpose. Where else can you go get a shower, gas, Hummer, and snacks in one stop? It's true. <laughs> okay. The eye patch breaking. Arizona and Colorado joining the Big 12. Oh, wait. I love this that everybody's like, oh, yeah, hey, breaking news. Arizona and Colorado, yeah, hey, dude, they're joining the Big 12 eventually. <laughs> Sometime. You know. <laughs> Stop. Neat. Stop. Uh, Cowboy Country, breaking news. Super Regional moved from Terre Haute, Indiana to Fort Worth, Texas because Special Olympics in Indiana. TCU is hosting Go Frogs. Is that true? Didn't know that. That's cool. Did not hear that. That's cool. Did not hear that. Big Daddy Magic. The only people that care about BYU football have hippo hips. Hippo hips. Fat. Right. Uh, Kurt Peters, see you right now. Who's coming with us? And it's Louie. Arizona. Gonzaga. Arizona, I'm Gonzaga. looking at you. Arizona, I'm looking at you. Gonzaga. Hey, ASU, pipe down. Pack your shit. We're leaving. Yeah, seriously. That's what it feels like. That is exactly what it feels like. But it's fine. Uh, Gary says maple bar slap. Gary, what Dude, are we doing today? that's what today? I'm talking about, bro. You were on such a good streak. He's a brilliant guy. Kurt Peters says just peeing a Gatorade bottle can't do it. Nah, I, I drive. Dude, I've never been peeing a bottle guy on a road trip. Like, first of all, who what does if you that? miss? Second of all, who does that? Third of all, this is a truck stop conference. I have options, dude. Come on. All I'm saying is, I am, I am pee on exit ramp guy. 
Look, Hurricane, you don't have a lot, but you got some really nice exit ramps. That's all I'm. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Brady Cook, do we find out the rest? Uh, do we find out what the rest of the pack? What do you mean? Uh, you're gonna have to explain that. Yeah, what's that mean, man? Twelve does before the season starts or next season, but way before the season starts. Way before. Truck stop Gumby says, uh, just pull over and pee behind a tree. There's not always trees available. And, dude, I'm telling you, you pee in public, you're going to wind up on the registry. So, let's be cool. Uh, Cougar Trail, for religious reasons only. Wait, what are we talking about? Yeah, now? what are we talking about? In God's name, image, and likeness. I'll be seminal, man. This Utah versus BYU hate is real. Oh, it's yes. Way too real. Way too real. Capazzo says, guys, 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 I made it today. Guys, 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 guys. Have you seen my hey, Capazzo? Have you been to Super Chicks in, hey in St. George? We need to come down and play golf. 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 Not for a while because <laughs> I need to learn how to play golf because today was embarrassing. I, ha I don't get embarrassed off often. Today I was embarrassed at the way I played. Like I played terrible golf today. Mm-hmm. And I shot two phenomenal rounds up at Canyons Golf in Park City over the weekend. Today was, no. It was Tuesday. Maybe I'll never play on Tuesday again. Because it's garbage. Uh, John Evans says, not Papa Do, Papa Do. Ooh, my bad. My bad. My bad. That's, that's my bad. Uh, 7-Eleven maple bars are the best. When's the last time? We haven't had donuts in... Since we did our Tahoe stuff. Yeah. 7-Eleven. That was the last time we were getting 7-Eleven donuts. I haven't had a donut in too long. It's fair. When I was deployed, my roommate pissed in a dozen wa uh, dozens of water bottles and had them under his bed. Y'all need to stop promoting this track. I'm you, not what? promoting it. I said I thought it was stupid. Who pees in a water bottle and hides it under their bed? What? Gary says, I think the PGA wanted the uh, Cheney lotion, the Saudi sauce, if you will. Ooh, dude. No, we're not allowed to talk about that. People get upset. Uh, Capazzo says, nope, still have not been there. Capazzo, dude, I'm telling you. You got to check it out, bro. The pastrami, cordon bleu. The I tell you, No. I'll turn your microphone off. I'm a man. I, I will do it. Jimmy, what's up? People who don't like maple bars watch LIV golf, Jimmy. Dude, we're really... <laughs> is it pick on fat ass day? Is that what today is? Fat. June 6, fat. 2023. Fat. National pick on fat ass day. Fat. <laughs> so let me get this right. I can't golf. The Saudis won and Jimmy likes maple bars. Where are we at in society today? Oh, and apparently now it's pouring rain outside. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. Like, I should just go to bed. We're, we're out on the course today. And my guy is like, this is, this is embarrassing. I'm going to the range tonight. This is embarrassing. Can't go to the range Boom. now. It's Attitude. pouring rain. Uh, new member, Gary. Gary is a new member. <laughs> Let's go, Gary. <laughs> I ain't even taking a shot at it. I'm not even taking a shot at it. Gary Godorov. 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 Godorov? Godorov. I'm going Godorov. Going, I'm. Godorov. No. Where's the, where's the A in that? It's Russian. Godorov. <laughs> How do you know it's Russian? It looks Russian the to me. What the fuck are you? Are you like, oh, I work in the state? <laughs> Bro, I know people at Live Golf. It's Listen, Russian. I'm no Jay Monahan, but I know some people, okay? It's not Russian. 
It is not Russian <laughs> in any way, shape, or form. Hey, look at me. Gary says, uh, Monty, buck it up, bro. G get me a Miami. I, have a, I, I finally have Miami. I finally have Miami. Uh, China's never offered oft reporters outside the... <laughs> okay, wow. Okay. Um, the eye patch, breaking news, they have no fry sauce in Scottsdale, which means they're, they're better men than we are. Give me that, man. Give, me, give, give it to me. Dude, I swear to God, I. <laughs> you were. Bucked up Miami. Here it is what right man? here. Let me tell you what, Nat. There it is right there. And I can only tell you that, one, it was on sale for a dollar a can at the bucked up warehouse sale over the weekend. No, boy. I'm so bricked up right now. I'm telling you. Uh. <laughs> That was weak. <laughs> Dude. Better. Better. Uh, Anna. What's up, Anna Pavelko? Uh, everybody has a bad day, uh, Bo, or then Monty, don't give up. Now and then? Um, no, I won't give up. I won't give up. You know. Cowboy country. The cougar tail at BYU games are the best. Amazing. Not a maple bar. Uh, I would fly to Salt Lake, rent a car, drive to Provo just for a cougar tail. Well, isn't that called prostitution? Uh, <laughs> it's fair. Oh, you meant the donut. My, my bad, bro. Uh, it's the Eastern Block at best. <laughs> oh, fuck. Oh, what did I tell you? What uh, did I tell you? Gary Gorbachev says it is Russian. What did I tell you? Welcome to the show, Gary. Appreciate you, buddy. Uh, Jamie Tuholes, Russian is on point. Yeah. Jakey Tuholes. Who's Jamie? Bro, who's... I think he tried to say Jakey Tuholes, Russian is on point. <laughs> I swear, I think that's what he tried to say. Uh, Jeremy Kelly, I'm peeing in a bottle. Used to call it cryptic. And cryptic. Dude, if you pee under a in a bottle and put it under your bed... Psychotherapy. Uh, Nate, I love a good maple bar, but cougar tails are way too sweet. I can't eat them. Oh, dude, I've had one in my life, and they are amazing. Uh, Kurt Myers, hello. Okay, I'm checking in late. Job interview. Who's out in the Big 12? What's up with the pack burning? <laughs> I love it. Uh, Gary, if I was in Russia, Godoris. If I was in Russia, Godorisk. Okay. I'm glad you're not in Russia, dude. It's fair, says Monty's son is being benevolent today. Yeah, knock it off. All right, Bill G says, don't drink the whiskey at the Watergate. <laughs> wow. Don't. Bro. Don't do it. Uh, Jeremy Callahan. Yeah, they used to pee in two-liter bottles and save it. It's called cryptic. Do you guys dude, seriously? bro. You, what are we doing? Like, do we do... Okay, so let, let me get this right. We had a comment that said, hey... When I was deployed, my roommate peed in water bottles and put them under his bed. Do you not have... not that easy, but for me, it was easy. Do you not have a bathroom? You don't have a bathroom. Like, are you so lazy you won't get up and go to the bathroom? Like, I'm not even talking about an ensuite. Just open the bedroom door. The, you can't tell me it's more than 30 feet out to the bathroom. Are you kidding me right now? Come on, man. Um... Gary says, Monty, send George of the Pac-12 a bucked up. I should. 
I seriously should. It's fair, says, don't go home right now, Gary. You're going to get drafted, friend. That's the wrong military to join. Uh, Jeremy Callahan says, we Russian for a lot of yards. <laughs> Russian. See, they're, they're, they're Russian. Russian. Rushing, rushing like football. Okay. Uh, David Sebesta. At least it wasn't Jimbo Two Hoes. <laughs> Nick Saban is a better man than you are. What happened to this show today? Jimbo Two Holes. Wow. Uh, Drew Christensen. So when are we going to get Bacavos? <coughs> I mean, it, you, you should just do you, you do the show. Fuck it. I mean, hey, Drew, are you in Salt Lake, bro? Or what's the deal, man? Kurt Myers. I did not see you casuals that bucked up. Stayed there waiting to buy a shirt for you guys. From you guys. Now I have broken my promise to Tanner. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Oh, I was there. I got there about 1 o'clock. Hung out with Callum Von Moger for a while. Um, got great deal. Like the buckshot. Dude, the buckshot was amazing. I got four boxes of buckshot. I got four cases of Miami, so I don't have to go looking for it. And it was a dollar a can. Uh, I got 48 cans for 48 bucks. That's a pretty good deal. More That's, than the Pac-12 got. That, well, okay. Gary says, Jakey, two holes. Which hole is right or left? Don't answer that question. CJ Vance, Cougar Tales are incredible. Lavelle Edwards Stadium is a sanctuary. Okay. Well, I mean, just control your a- 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 A1C. Just get down with Rebelsis. It's Thank fine. You. Thank uh, you. It's fair. The water bottle thing is real. No, it's not. I don't believe for a second, not for a second, that people pee in water bottles and throw them under their bed instead of going to the toilet. I don't believe well, like that in the for military, a second. I think it's possible, but not regularly. But in the middle of the night, how accurate can you be peeing into an empty water bottle? Is this like a Gatorade squeeze bottle, or are you telling me it's like a... A Kirkland, one of those small... Can you imagine trying to pee into a Kirkland bottle? Dude, this don't fit in there. Ain't ducking, no smoke. This don't fit. You're peeing on your hands, dude. <laughs> like, if it fits in the wa- in the top of a water bottle, dude, you're... you're... Thimble on, status, man. bro. Can you Come measure on. it? Dude, it doesn't fit in there. Cock-a-doodle-doo. Right, unless you're getting, like, Core. Core has a huge hole. Yeah. I've heard that about her. But the point is, if you're not getting a <laughs> bottle of Core water... I don't know how you're peeing in small water bottles. I'm not, dude, peeing on your hands is gross. Disgusting. Stop. That's not real. I don't buy that. I don't buy that for a second. Capazzo, Monty, I had the same thing when they, uh, when, when deployed to Ramadi. We had a guy leaving the bottles full and taking leave for two weeks. Six, six. It's disgusting, why? dude. It's absolutely disgusting. You should get booted for that. Drew Christensen says I'm in South Jordan. Ooh. Okay. Ooh. Drew, do you golf? Ooh. Taylor Griff, uh, Gilstrap says, what happened to the show today? I blame Saudi Arabia and live golf. Truth. Uh, pathetic. The only thing BYU football is known for are donuts and ice cream, the eye patch says. Good Lord. Uh, Kurt Peters, I, when I worked construction, a lot of piss bottles on job sites. If you're on a construction site, just pee on the ground, dude. Like, who does? Why I, do we have to pee in a bottle when we're building a house? And how accurate can you possibly be? Yeah, so let me get this right. <clears throat> so what do you do? You take it out and set it on the ground? So let me get this right. You peed all over the bottle. The cap was in your pocket. Now you got to pick the bottle up and put the cap back on it or else it's going to smell terrible. 
And yeah. you're and you're supposed to expect me to be like, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I I'm I'm not down with that. I am not down with that at all. Um, just you know, just kind of weird. You know. Um, ooh, interesting. More nil business going down at uh, Utah. Mm-hmm. That's a big deal. I like that. It's fair. Truck stop conferences be peeing in bottles driving those trucks. Stop. Lee Jensen just heard another sonic boom. Did you really? I did not hear it this time. Uh, Kurt Myers. Uh, Tanner, I still have a bucked up shirt for you. I was there until 145 and talked to the brothers and had a dog and talked with uh, the Aussie. That's awesome. Yeah, the, uh, yeah the, the brothers that founded Bucked Up, the Gardner brothers, the Gardner yes. twins, by the way, they look identical. Uh, Capazzo, uh, that is what night vision is for, making it in the bottles. <laughs> Come okay, on, wait. dude. You're sleeping with night vision goggles. It's fair, says a liter and a half water bottle dog had dozens of them. Oh, my God. A liter and a half... That's a stop. massive water Truck bottle. Truck Stop Gumby says, just carry a funnel. That's what I mean. Kurt Peters, even at a urinal, no matter how much you shake and dance, you always get in a little on the front of your pants. <laughs> I take pride in that. Nate Davis, BYU fans don't want you to because they're scared it Utah world beat them in the Big 12. Okay. That's it's fine. Cowboy Country, can we get BYU fans to bring Cougar Tails with them October 14th when they play TCU in football? You could. You should get it going. Uh, Giggity says, Thinking, I, I, I think I'll be getting a Bacavo tonight after hiking. It's my guy. Dude, I'm telling you. It's my guy right there. Where are you going to hike, Giggity? Giggity is in Utah. Yeah. Um, actually. Uh, Gary says, Monty and Jake, you guys are a great team. Thanks for the hard work. You're uh, welcome. Appreciate yeah, you Yeah, we're here. also a very effective team at losing golf balls. So, you know. Dude, today was tragic. Every construction site has piss bottles laying around unless those construction sites are in Arizona Pacific time. <laughs> and they need them because they're out of water. Yeah, I guess um, I'll have to figure something out. Trucker bombs every on-ramp. I'm saying. I'm saying. Gary says uh, maybe they glow in the dark. Could be. Uh, Brass Ball says, okay, I wasn't going to say anything, but there's a flat earther who pees in a bottle and saves it for later. Okay, I'm not sure who you're referencing, bro. I have no idea what that means. Uh, Sebesta, all this bottle talk makes me wish for a time zone discussion again. Cougar Tail tail says, it's called Thunder. I think it is. I think it is. Teddy Wayman, there he is. What's up, y'all casuals? Teddy, good to see you. Got to get together, Teddy. I owe you that steak. Drew Christensen, I've tried going to a driving range a time or two, and I'm horrible. Okay. Again, today was tragic. Big Daddy Magic, BYU is known having hippo hips in peanut butter bottles. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Dude, seriously, relax. Gary, I'm going to need Gary to change his name. I'm the original Monty Show Gary. So change your name to the OG Gary. Oh, my God. You guys, stop. Um, A lot going on in the world of sports today. Um, let's get you caught up on the latest headlines, the biggest stories in sports, as always, uh, presented by our good friends at Try Day Trading, trydaytrading.com slash Monty. Uh, welcome them back to the show. You guys did such a phenomenal job supporting Try Day Trading. You got to go and get their 30-day free membership. And you know what? So many people still ask me about Try Day Trading, you guys. 
The market is back. They're, they're saying now that the bear market is gone, that we are in a bull market. Go make your money. I say this all the time when we talk about tri-day trading. Listen, if you guys are out here and you're battling side hustles and you are Amazon FBA or you're doing DoorDash, stop with all that. Get to TridayTrading.com, join their 30-day membership. And the thing that's great about it is it's, what is it, a $10 charitable mm -hmm. donation? So it's a tax write-off for you. And at the end of that 30 days, if it's not right for you, if the program isn't right for you, you don't have to continue. And it's 10 bucks and you get all of their assets. You get professional coaching, professional education. And when you're done with your, your training at TridayTrading.com, you know the best part is you trade with their money. Your first trades as a day trader are with Tri Day Trading's money, and you get to keep fifty to eighty percent of the profit trading on their money. That's the best part about it. That's how confident TriDayTrading.com is that you are going to become a prolific day trader. And again, I just ask you straight away every time we talk about Tri Day Trading, how much money did you make today? Did you make a thousand dollars today? Did you, when you got out of bed, said, damn, I have to go work again. I have to go pee in a bottle on a construction site, TridayTrading.com. Mm -hmm. If your job is not fulfilling you, if you're frustrated, if, if you're one of those people and your company is like, hey, got to go back to the office, let's go, get downtown, TridayTrading.com. Make the money that you've always thought about. Live the life you've always dreamed about at TridayTrading.com. Get their free uh, $10, I shouldn't say free, get their $10 30-day membership and then make a decision. Because even as a side hustle, you're going to make hundreds of dollars a day. Yep. As a full-time day trader, you're going to make thousands of dollars a day. Tridaytrading.com slash Monty. Please make sure you tell me you heard about it on the Monty Show. Go sign up. Watch the webinar. Would love to get a big, big push this first week having them back on the show. Show them the Monty Show listeners. Go to Tridaytrading.com. Again, click the Monty Show in the drop down. I think the biggest story in sports today uh, without, without a doubt, has to be this Live Golf story. Would love to get your thoughts on it. Uh, Live Golf and the PGA Tour have merged. The Saudi fund will have their director sit as the chairman of the board of the new entity that is formed between the PGA Tour, the European Tour, and the Live Golf Tour. They are all merging into a single entity, and the director of the Saudi Sovereign Fund will sit as the chairman of the board uh, on that new organization. And it's amazing to me, the, mm -hmm. the job. And I just want to go back and play this soundbite from Jay Monahan, the commissioner of the PGA Tour. When all of his, his, his golfers started defecting, listen to what Jay Monahan said about the Saudi Arabian government and the Saudi people and 9-11 and how he weaponized the victims of 9-11. Well, I talked to players. I've talked at a player meeting, and I've, and I've talked to a number of players uh, individually uh, for a long period of time. And I think you'd have to be living under a rock to not know that there are significant implications. And as it relates to the families of 9-11, uh, I have two families that are close to me that lost loved ones. And so my heart goes out to them. And I would ask, you know, any player that has left or any player that would ever consider leaving, have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour?
Have you ever had to apologize for being a member of the PGA Tour? Yeah, today, in fact. Yeah. Is when golfers had to begin apologizing for being a member of the PGA Tour. It is incredible to me that this has developed like this today. It's, it's, it's unthinkable. If you're just tuning in, I'll tell you the same thing I said earlier. Jay Monahan's a fraud. He's a liar. He's a shyster. He is somebody that you cannot trust the words that come out of his mouth. Weaponizing the victims of 9-11 yeah. to vilify those golfers that went to the Live Golf Tour is unforgivable. That Then you turn around and you take the investment of the Saudi money. You take the investment of those very same people that you vilified when you invoked the events of 9-11 to further your cause. And today you do a merger with Live Golf and the Saudi Sovereign Fund. It, it's unforgivable. And if PGA golfers do not force Jay Monahan to resign, Jake, I, I just think they lose all credibility. Yeah, and I think it's tough because they're, they're being put in this position where they don't have a choice but really to come out and, and kind of pick a side of the fence. And, and I think that, you know, guys like Tiger and Rory, the very tippy top of the talent pool in the, in the power totem pole, if you will, have to say something. I, I don't think that Tiger Woods can just be silent on this. I don't think that Tiger Woods can just sit around and be upset about it uh, and do nothing. I, I think that Tiger is passionate about the game and moving it forward. And I think what's, what, what is so disappointing about this whole thing is that everybody seems to, and I shouldn't say everybody, but I think there's a lot of people who seem to not care about the moral compass, not care about what the Saudis do and, and, you know, and, and, and just all the horrific things they've done. And like, you know, just the idea that, that the Saudis own yet another piece of, of sporting real estate in our country, like at some point, this is going to have diminishing returns. And, and I'm trying to understand how, like, how we're getting sold on, hey, this is great for the game of golf. Because ultimately, what's happened here? Think about this. So a bunch of guys leave for Live Golf, which the Saudis started. They get their money. Now they're coming back. So it's not like... The PGA Tour has forever lost these guys. It's no. not like, you know, the PGA Tour all of a sudden is some terrible product, right? Basically, what happened is the, the PGA Tour lost some huge names to this side piece for a minute. The side piece invested in it. The side piece found some dirt or some leverage or way to leverage Jay Monahan and the PGA. And now the side piece sits on the board that makes decisions. Like, that's what happened. So this really has nothing to do with golf and has nothing. everything to do with power struggle and leverage. And yet the Saudis winning again. And that's what I just can't get by in this whole situation. Yeah, it's, it's, it's infuriating. And I, I, I just think at some point, you know, and, and whether it is invoking the memory of 9-11 or whether it is now turning around and taking, taking what amounts to blood money, Jay Monahan has to be held accountable for this. Yeah. And I, I, don't, I don't know when we'll hear from Tiger and Rory. I don't know what they will say. But I would really hope, I would really hope at some point that we begin to care about the, the, the words you, the moral compass of the people that we support. I would really hope so. Tom Dean gives us $5 say Thanks for sharing your thoughts on this serious issue. I think it's a really serious issue. I, I think one other piece of this that's really fascinating is why, the, why Jay Monahan decided to help the Saudis, because that's what's been done here. And, 
And and I know people are like, oh, well, you're taking it a little too far, and that's not I true. I don't think so. And I don't think we are. I agree. I don't think we are. I think that the PGA Tour and Jay Monahan went out of their way for whatever reason to to basically rescue a dying golf venture. And I agree. And and I I think the core issue to this conversation is what did the Saudis do to get Jay Monahan to do this? Because there was no there's no other reason. I don't buy this cute little story that they're running out here about how, you know, the golf world was divided and and we want to unite everybody, and it's better for the game. Yeah, I, it's not better for the game, right? And now, and I think it's your best point of the whole conversation. Now, I can't vilify Phil Mickelson, no. the gambling degenerate. I can't vilify Dustin Johnson, even though I didn't vilify him originally because he owned it. He straight up said when it happened, yeah, dude, you know what? I'm doing it for the money, and I don't want to play as much. But, but, but... Jay Monahan did vilify them. Jay Monahan did tear them down. Yeah, he did. Jay Monahan did wreck them. What did Jay Monahan do today? The exact same thing he said was immoral. The exact same thing he said was terrible. He did the exact same thing today. The PGA, the PGA Tour is a joke. It, it is. It is to me. It, it's it's reprehensible. It's unbelievable that Jay Monahan did this. I, I just cannot. I, I can't even wrap my head around it. I, I, you know, it, it is, and you're not wrong, AA. Saudis can buy the PGA Tour 100 times over, no contest. Just because they have the money doesn't mean we should take the money. You know what I mean? Like, it is, I think at some point, when you're making decisions based on money, you're always making the wrong decision. I, I mean, there, when you're doing things for money, it's usually morally bankrupt on some level yeah you are usually selling out to get that bread whether you're phil mickelson and greg norman or today jay monahan because jay monahan's a sellout it, it is yeah it's amazing to me by the way greg greg norman uh it is being reported will not be part of this new entity he he will not be part of this new entity he will not have a role um back with the pga tour uh, and, and i think at some point at some point, you have to understand that he just said too much. Yeah. He said too much. And I think it, it, this is where he pays for it. Yeah. This is where Absolutely. he pays for it. Um, the other, uh, I think, big topic today is the latest on Big 12 expansion and this discussion around um, UConn and UConn's fit in the Big 12, which I don't think is a fit. Uh, we've talked about this at length for quite a while, and, and we've done a lot of digging. We've worked very hard on this because – I'm, I, I, I have heard for a long while that U, UConn was going to struggle to get into the Big 12 because their football program is a liability. And then last week with the spring business meetings and everybody was jumping to conclusions that UConn was in West Virginia and they were going to be... We did a lot of digging on this. And now sources have told us that UConn is actually not a viable fit in the Big 12, because as much as Brett Yormark wants to make basketball a, a singular business model, and I believe that he will make it its own entity as well as football, football is still king in the Big 12, according to the president of the Big 12, including the four incomings, uh, new members coming into the Big 12, who far more prioritize football than basketball, especially from a financial standpoint. Mm -hmm. And UConn struggles in football. 
Their football stadium is not on campus. It is wholly subsidized. It is not a profiting or profitable venture at UConn football. In fact, it is quite the opposite. And Big 12 members are concerned that if you bring on UConn football, it is a drag on the conference, especially now that you have an expanded college football playoff and you look at the depth that's being built into conferences like the Big 10, conferences like the SEC, even conferences like the ACC, who more and more programs are spending more and more money to become a viable football competitor, just about every conference across the country, you have UConn, who is essentially handing money to Jim Moore and the UConn football program, and they're not winning. They are not a conference-affiliated program. I would remind you that they are an independent, and their road to hoe is a very difficult one. And I have been told on a regular basis, UConn football is not an option for the Big 12. The other thing that is very clear is UConn basketball as a standalone is not an option for the Big 12. UConn is all in or they are not in at all. And I think that is a two-way street between UConn and the Big 12. And I've been told that it is very, very unlikely that UConn would have an avenue to join the Big 12. It is very different than Gonzaga basketball and Gonzaga athletics joining the Big 12 because Gonzaga actually makes money on basketball and they have a valuation from the Big 12 or they have been, from what I have been told, um, essentially trying to bid their way to $20 million a year in the Big 12, which I believe is going to happen. Uh, I believe that if, if you hand Gonzaga a check for $20 million on, a, on an annual basis, that is far below your football partners, which will make your football partners in the Big 12 happy. And it will also make Foxbury happy, who owns most of the basketball content in the Big 12, because Gonzaga basketball is a national powerhouse that does not appear to be going anywhere anytime soon. Gonzaga basketball, as we've reported exclusively on this show, has a verbal invitation to join the conference and now is deep in discussions with the Big 12, according to our sources, and simply dotting the I's and crossing the T's. And I believe from what I've been told that they will get a $20 million per year payment from the Big 12 to join the conference. I think it makes perfect sense that UConn is out and Jake Gonzaga is in. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you know, again, in business, it's all about logic. You know, again, you're not going to, in the Big 12, take risks or do dumb things. Your, your commissioner is too good for that. Your presidents are too smart for that. And I just think that that the, the, the UConn football situation, unfortunately, just isn't good enough. I mean, it just truly is one of those situations that doesn't reach the bar of, hey, we need to add you or we want to, you know, you're attractive in expansion of our conference. And I think people get tripped up on the concept of, hey, but then how could Gonzaga get in? Well, Gonzaga has all this value. Gonzaga makes you more relevant. And by the way, they're not asking for 31.7 million. They're asking for 20. So they're affordable, they're budget option, they're what we call buy-in low, return on your investment high. Correct. That's all Gonzaga is. And it's a very straightforward proposition. So to me, I just don't think that that Big 12 expansion is rocket science. I think the only thing left that's sort of a touch and feel type thing for the Big 12 is when to pounce on Pac-12 teams. When is the right time to pounce on these teams? And I think that's why you regularly hear conversation in the news cycle about, hey, these schools are talking to the Big 12 because think about it. What are we all waiting for? What do we comments on in the show every single day? Hey, when's the deal going to get done? When's the Pac-12 TV deal going to get done? Dude, they're all waiting. Tony Petiti in the Big Ten is waiting for the deal to get That's done. That's right. Brett Yormark, waiting for the deal to get done. But while we wait, what can we do? 
We're going to get our presidents all lined up. We're going to get our schools all lined up. We're going to get our, our TV partners lined up. We're going to make sure that, that, that you know, our, the schools that we're looking to add uh, and to use the cute little nomenclature, the pods from the Pac-12 that we're going to add, yeah. we're going to make sure that they're ready to go if that is what happens. That's what I think is happening right now. Yeah, I, I don't necessarily believe, and this is just, again, this is just my opinion. I don't necessarily believe that the Big Ten is in for massive expansion. I think I have heard repeatedly that they would like to add four more Pac-12 schools, and I think that's going to be it for this round. Uh, I think I think at the end of the road on their Fox deal, I sure I could see them expanding. I could see uh, you know us as college football in general going to three major conferences. I could absolutely see that. Mm-hmm. But I think that's a decade off. I think when you look at when you look at what's coming down the pipe in the next six weeks, ten weeks, I think the Big Ten adds four teams. I think that as we exclusively reported on this show, the Big Ten has gone to its television partners and notice that we have not heard another single thing about the Big Ten's TV deal falling apart because we've got ink on paper. We've got agreements. We've got handshakes because nobody's given up $100 million a year, mm-hmm. right? And I, I, from what I've been told, they have gone to NBC, CBS, and Fox and they have made an agreement. They have found a financial structure, and I think most of this, most of this is on CBS and NBC because they're the ones that have those later windows. They're going to wind up paying the freight on, on these four teams, Oregon, Washington, Cal, and Stanford, to join the Big Ten. And I think Fox will pay a small part of that because I think you certainly want basketball from, from you know, those, those incoming schools. But I don't see a, a you know a ten team ad, and we're going to pods. Leagues are going away from divisions and pods because it it it, it limits how you do business when yeah. you have divisions. And I think one of the best things that Pac-12 did was got rid of the South and the North. You needed to do that. It made for better football. It meant that two te- the two best teams who in the South could compete for a Pac-12 championship yeah. and play each other for a Pac-12 championship. Because what is that doing? That's allowing two of your teams to have a, a, a shot at the college football playoff. And hey, well, you lost the South and you lost the East. And I know you guys have one loss, but you're not going to be a conference champion. Like, how do you say that? You, that's why I think you have so many people who have talked about intra-conference playoffs. Mm-hmm. I don't think that will happen. I truly don't think that will happen. I think an expanded college football playoff eliminates the need for that yeah and i think when you're talking about the kind of money we're talking about there would be no impetus in my opinion for the big 10 to go to pods Mm -hmm. i I just don't see that as an option tom dean gives us two dollars to say odds that oregon washington stanford and cal get an invite to the big i think 90 percent i feel very confident that will happen unless something changed unless something changed but I could be wrong. Monty owes a ribeye. Monty skipped episode 666, so this should be 961. Bro, what are you talking about, man? I appreciate the research. Spangler, what's up, my guy? UConn is bigger brand than Utah. That's not even questionable. I think you're completely wrong. Yeah, you have no idea what you're talking about if that's a serious I, I, comment. If you're being serious, I think that's a crazy statement. Utah football is a brand. 
Utah football is a bigger brand than UConn is. They're, All I, together. I, I, yeah, I think that's crazy. I think that's crazy. Jeremy Callahan, dude, he had a two-liter full of urine. Are we still on this? Are we still on this? Listen, I understand it from deployed folks. I mean. You got to do what you got to do. The bathroom's probably not close. Yeah. If you're in you Ramadi, the bathroom's not close. And I'm not going outside the hut. If I'm in the... If I'm, in the, if I'm in the shit and I'm in a hostile territory, it's dark, I'm not stepping outside. Okay, I totally get that. If you're Jimmy in your dorm room and you're peeing in a bottle, you're, you're a disgrace. You're, you're a disgrace. Does that kind of end it? Okay, good. Uh, Gary, OG Gary. <laughs> I like it. OG Gary says, Stanford and Cal should join the Ivy League. Kent Hone all these guys saying Utah to the Big Ten, it won't happen, but BYU is more valuable to the Big Ten than Utah. Who the hell said BYU is going to the Big Ten? Yeah, I, like, I don't what know are about you talking that. about? UConn football fan says UConn football has as many national football championships Who as Utah. Who cares? What does that have to do like, with anything? Please. And I get you're a UConn fan, I get it. But please don't waste our time trying to justify. UConn football against uh, a football program that is college football playoff worthy. Please and save is us the, the time. original BCS buster and is back-to-back conference champions and, listen, and has back-to-back Rose Bowls and I, puts tons of dudes in the NFL. And is there any comparison between Utah and UConn? There's not. It's seriously, come on now, come on. No, they're not fair. No, they're not. The, <laughs> the bottles, bottles are not are back. back. No, they're not. How about that? BY to CU, you're in. <laughs> you guys. Tom Dean, how come the ad just before your show starts is for women's underwear? I have no idea. Ask YouTube, not us. Yeah, that, I have nothing to do with that. Uh, OG Gary says, saying UConn is bigger than Utah is like saying Purdue is bigger than Michigan. Stop it. it yeah. Come on. Come on. It's fair. UConn is closest to the best pizza in America. I do like good pizza. Drew Christensen, at least Utah is a Pac-12 power. UConn is a local community college in football in comparison. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that at all. Sebesta, you know what's bigger than UConn? The UConn. <laughs> the UConn Denali from listen, GMC. Listen, dude. Fat-ass SUVs. I think he meant the UConn in Alaska. but Fat. You know. Uh, Utah is a champion in the weakest P5. Who cares? Who cares? Uh, Purple Haze. UConn is a very iffy ad. They subsidize their departments. It only takes one UConn president that can affect the Big 12 in athletics. And I think that's a huge reason why we have been told repeatedly that UConn is not an option. I think you... And this is probably ridiculous to say out loud, but I think UConn football terrifies Big 12 presidents because it's not UConn that subsidizes it. If they join the Big 12, the Big 12 is subsidizing it. Right. Because you're paying them a full share, right? Like you would wind up. And the other thing, here's, here's the other question. UConn is an independent. Are they a P5? Silence is deafening. 
Nobody views them as a P5. Do um, they qualify for the, for the equal share pro rata from ESPN? Somehow I don't think they do. Somehow yeah. I don't think they do. Yeah. Is Brett Yormark going to ESPN to sell Gonzaga or, excuse me, UConn? No, he's not. He's not. He's not. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't, I, I don't think so. If you're here right now, please hit the like button. Uh, we would love for you guys to hit the thumbs up. It really helps the channel grow. I appreciate all of you watching The Monty Show, which is presented by The Advocates, utahadvocates.com. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business are The Advocates. Uh, I say it every day on this show, man. It, so many people are like, do I need an attorney? Yeah, you do. I got in a car accident. My insurance company is going to help me out. I pay them every month. No, they're not. Did you know that your auto insurance company has thousands of attorneys on retainer thousands of attorneys you don't think you should have an attorney of your own you don't think that you should have one of the best injury attorneys in the business to represent you against thousands of attorneys that your auto insurance has yeah you should oh by the way everybody that's like oh, i can't afford it you can you know why because you don't pay the advocates a lesson until they win your case that means no consultation fees no retainers in fact did you know that you can talk to an attorney live online right now. Chat with them live online, 24-7-365, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Uh, all right, let's switch gears. Let's get into the Utah Jazz, friends, because we have a lot of good Utah Jazz news for you today. Uh, sources close to the team tell us the Utah Jazz are actually closing in on a new TV deal. And we are told that they have spoken to, amongst others, KSL TV and radio, as well as Ion Scripts for a distribution deal. Now, here are some of the challenges that the Utah Jazz are facing with their new TV deal. I think if they had their way and they had their druthers, KSL would be their exclusive distribution partner, digitally, through an app, on TV, and on radio. The issue becomes twofold for KSL. One, KSL has issues across the Utah Jazz footprint. So if you live in Meridian, Idaho, and you're a Utah Jazz fan, how are you going to watch games? Well, you're probably not because KSL doesn't reach. If you live in St. George, Utah, how are you going to watch Utah Jazz games? If they're on KSL TV, you're going to have to be creative about it. And KSL's got repeaters and distribution across the state. I totally understand that. But what has Ryan Smith, the owner of the Utah Jazz, talked about? We want everybody, the largest reach, to have access to every Utah Jazz game for free. Now, why is that? Because Ryan Smith is a smart businessman. It's what we talk about on this show all the time. You don't want a rights fee paid to you every single month. That's just not the way business is done anymore. What you want is maximizing your reach so that the most people watch your game so that Michelob Ultra, so that Larry H. Miller Chevy advertises because they know they have incredible reach with Utah Jazz basketball. Because the more people that you reach, the more money advertisers will pay. That's exactly what the Utah Jazz are after, as they should be. Ion Scripps is a completely different deal. And I would point you to their deal with the Las Vegas Golden Knights, who currently are dominating the Stanley Cup Finals. Who holds the rights next year to distribute Las Vegas Golden Knights hockey? No, that'd be Ion Scripps. And they're going to do that in Idaho 
And they're going to do that in Utah and Nevada. It's a huge reach for Ion Scripps, which is why the Utah Jazz and Ion Scripps have talked significantly about the structure of a TV deal. Now, are they close? They are not, from what our sources have told us, close to a deal with Ion Scripps. But we have been told by sources close to the team that a TV deal, a distribution deal, is in the closing stages and is close to being done. I do not have details on an app or on uh, streaming, but I am told it is part of that deal. And Jake, I think this is exactly the news that Utah Jazz fans need. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think it's it's what Jazz fans deserve. I think it's what every every sports fan should be able to experience as far as consuming whatever their their team is, whatever you know team they support. And I think, you know, again. You know, Ryan Smith is 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 aggressive, is bullish about getting his content out to as many people as possible. And I love that. I think that's how it should be. We shouldn't have to go to like 10 different networks and, you know, depending on any given night, it's here or there. It's not there. So I can't watch here. Or I got to get a VPN or like we shouldn't have to do that. And I think Ryan Smith uniquely understands that. And I and I I, I just love the mindset of, hey, we're going to put. Lori marketing on the tube in front of jazz fans as much as we possibly can. And then we're going to sell the hell out of that thing. I maintain that's what the PAC 12 should have done from the beginning. You know, screw uh, a grant of rights situation. Get rid of that, right? Change the model. And this type of thing is where I think sports is going. And I look at the jazz. This is a team that's not in LA or Chicago or New York or wherever. They're not a major market squad. But at the same time, I think that there are certain advantages to that. You don't have to do traditional TV deals. You don't have to do... That's right. Like, you don't have to follow all these rules. And I know the Knicks are doing basically the same thing. And, and the Suns tried to do the same thing. And they've had some issues. But they'll, they'll work that out. Like, there are more and more clubs doing this type of model. And I just think... For Jazz fans, like, and for the organization, really, it couldn't come at a better time to get this type of distribution for your product because you have the draft coming up. You've got all this new talent coming into the organization. And and I just think you got to tell that story as best you can so you can fill the building up even more than it already is because Jazz fans are loyal as hell, even when the team sucks and is in a rebuild phase. And once you become a playoff team, you're going to be booming. So if Danny Ainge nails the draft like he usually does, you get a TV deal done, go in some basketball games, you can kind of see how the Jazz would turn this thing around, uh, you know, sooner rather than later. Yeah, and I think Ion Scripps is a great fit. And I, I look at the WNBA deal that Ion Scripps did. I look at the Vegas Golden Knights deal. The Utah Jazz need that deal because it gives them reach that they do not currently have. And I think when you look at the 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 structure of the deals that Ion Scripps has done, they're selling the inventory on the Las Vegas Golden Knights deal. They're the ones moving the commercial inventory. The Jazz need that. You need a true partnership where you bring money to the table, we bring money to the table, everybody wins, right? That's the kind of partnership that the Utah Jazz need because they have bigger fish to fry. And I, I look at this idea and, you know, one of our sources at the Jazz was telling us, hey, we really like our, our broadcast structure in-house. I think David Locke on the radio is very well-respected in-house. I think David Locke is well-liked by Jazz fans, but Jazz fans can't hear David Locke because, frankly, you know, the Zone Sports Network just does not have the, the signal that it needs. 
KSL News Radio has to signal the Utah Jazz need. Yeah. And I think the Jazz would like to put David Locke on KSL on a regular basis. But I think you're also dealing with a situation with now Real Salt Lake being on KSL News Radio. You're dealing with a situation where BYU Athletics is on KSL News Radio. Mm-hmm. I think it makes it very difficult. But I also think this this idea of streaming an app, I know almost for a fact that Jazz have thought about and tried to develop an app on their own, but there is a significant conflict of interest with the NBA when it comes to broadcasting games through an app. And I think that's a huge problem. I think streaming is more difficult at the NBA level than people recognize because how does the NBA pay for league pass? Well, because I can watch it on my phone and I can watch it on my TV and I can watch it on my computer. We call that streaming, right? So for the Jazz to go independent on that, I think is very difficult. I think if I'm the Jazz, absolutely, you do need a streaming quotient to that. But I don't know that the NBA is going to allow the Utah Jazz to do a free stream so that every fan around the world can watch Jazz games for free because what is going to change that if a Houston Rocket fan doesn't want to pay for the league pass? Oh, but they're playing the Jazz, so I'll just watch it on free stream. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, there are ways and zip codes and limitations, and I get it. But the bottom line is you can't have one team that offers its stream for free, and it's why the Knicks are not free. The Knicks are not free to watch on stream. You have to, you have to subscribe to MSG, right? The, the Brooklyn Nets are not free. You have to subscribe to Yes Network. Yes. That's the model. The question is, will Utah Jazz fans pay a subscription? And will the Utah Jazz do a deal that would have their stream cost? And my guess is the answer is going to be yes to that. But I also think they're going to have a free TV model and I think Ion Scripps, in my opinion, Ion Scripps is the exact best way to go. Mm-hmm. Because the Las Vegas Golden Knights deal should have been a shot over Ryan Smith's bow. And by the way, again, I will just say, we have asked Ryan Smith to come on this show dozens of times. Mm-hmm. He has said no repeatedly. So I'd love to ask him, but he won't come on the show. He'll yeah. go and do hockey podcasts, but he won't come on the show. Yeah, That's what's frustrating. So there is no oversight. You're not going to get tough questions. The local media in Salt Lake City will not ask follow-ups or difficult questions of Ryan Smith. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, again, I, and I don't want this to be misconstrued because I hear this on a pretty regular basis. Oh, well, you guys, you know, just want to torch people. And it's like, no, we don't want to torch people. What we want to do is we want to have Ryan Smith come on the show. And I want to be able to ask Ryan Smith, like, hey, man, like, is it r- reality? Can you actually get something done where every Jazz fan can watch the Jazz for free? Because that's the mission, right? Like, yes. that's what he said. And I'm not trying to hold his feet to the fire, but think about what that means. Every single Jazz fan can watch the team for free. That would then mean, right? And call me crazy. Tell me I'm wrong. Hey, that would mean your stream is going to be free. So... Again, if you're overseas, if you're in New York, if you're not in Utah in any way, shape, or form, and you want to watch the Jazz, that would mean your stream would have to be free. So that's why I say, hey, is that what that means? Is that what you mean by that? Is that realistic? Like, I don't understand why it's so difficult to ask those follow-up questions that seemingly nobody wants to ask. And I think when you look at when you look at the jazz basketball issues, I think there are significant jazz basketball issues. I think 
when you look at this situation with Jordan Clarkson, I think there are a lot of Jazz fans who are pissed about Jordan Clarkson. And it's funny, what is the number one question I get about the Utah Jazz? Not who are they drafting, not who are they signing, why didn't they trade Jordan Clarkson? <coughs> and, you know, we, we've, we've told you repeatedly that Ryan Smith was not on board with trading Jordan Clarkson. And you're in a situation now where I got news for you. Jordan Clarkson's not going to resign here. He's not. He is going to get paid. And the Jazz are going to lose Jordan Clarkson for nothing. Mm -hmm. When they had multiple deals in place to trade Jordan Clarkson to a contender, and they did not do it. And I think it's a huge mistake. Yeah. I think this TV deal is not negotiable. Mm -hmm. It has to be a home run. Yeah. It, I mean, it has to be, it has to be something that increases the reach of jazz TV significantly on a free level. To me, that screams ion scripts. And I think we are just weeks away from a deal. And I hope that it's with ion scripts. My guess is, yeah. I think KSL, from what I've been told, is in the lead. But it's going to be very interesting to see exactly how the Jazz navigate this. Yeah. Uh, Kyle A. says, I hope I'll be able to watch uh, them here in Las Vegas. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Be free. Uh, the iPatch has breaking news. Utah Jazz are joining the Big 12. We've heard that. <laughs> Ryan Smith to be the new commissioner. Gabriel, I guarantee that you guys have a better chance of getting Dwayne Wade on the show over Ryan. Ryan Smith, like, I like Ryan Smith a lot. I hold him in very high regard. Yeah, absolutely. But he, there's no way anymore to say that he's ducking the show. He is. There's no way. He is. He, he, we have heard this repeatedly that he'll never come on our show. And don't tell me... Oh, well, calling, crying, calling Ryan Smith out. Yeah, that's not going to encourage him to come on the show. Well, he's not coming on the show anyway, so what really do we have to lose? Right? Like, I, like it just is what it is. I, I, again, going to say it's on blue in the face. I think he's done a great job so far. Overall, great job. Yes. Right? Again, couple of things. Wasn't a huge fan of the new uniforms, but I, I think there was some admittance. There's some fixing there. Like, totally get it. Things happen. Okay, great. We're, we're past that now. Totally past that now. I think the Delta Center thing, brilliant. Love it. Great job. All-star game. timing. All-star game. Renovation. Teasing a new hockey team in the Valley. Like, great, man. You're doing great things. Bring in UFC. Like, yeah. all kinds of good stuff. What you're not doing is being accountable and being held accountable. And Ryan Smith is a guy that talks about accountability and never is accountable. Never. Uh, Lee Jensen, I would pay up to $25 a month to watch jazz games from home. No more than that. Ooh, that's a lot of bread, dude. Uh, Delaric, jazz should do either 40 for a season or $2.99 a game. Yeah. The eye patch. How did the jazz do last season? Do we not talk about that? Well, they're rebuilding. They're rebuilding. Yeah, but the reality is they overachieved last season. I would agree with like that. Like they way overachieved last season. I would agree with that. Tom Dean, sure, but can you watch the Jazz on your $3,500 Apple Vision Pro headset? <laughs> Man, Walker Kessler looks small in here. Okay, uh, Lee Jensen. The problem is uh, the regular Jazz consumer can't get a bonus content. The Walker Kessler game, uh, game two bonus content was awesome on the NBA app. It was. Jazz need to provide that. Uh, McKinley Cutler. What's up? The Cookie King of Utah back on the show. 
If they get a TV deal with Ion or KSL, it'll be a dream come true for me. And how many Jazz fans? A lot. Thanks. Because McKinley also says we'd love to get rid of Fubo freaking expensive. You see what I mean? Well, AT&T Sportsnet's dead, so you don't need Fubo yeah. TV anymore. Yeah, you can go and cancel that. You know. Cam Harrison, what's up, my guy? Good to see what's you. Up, Cam? Uh, the Nye guy, hey, I'm just sitting here waiting for the Chargers to come here. I hate two teams in one city. It's Los Angeles, dude. Dude, Justin Herbert is the sex machine. Uh, Brady Cook. I don't like David Locke. He needs to go. You really don't like David Locke. I think David does a, a pretty solid job. Just give me the score a little more, my man. He does a pretty solid job, in my opinion. I mean, I, I you know. Yeah. Louis Capazzo, what's up, Louis? He says, hi. 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 Uh, Wesley Iyer, have you guys talked about David Fisdale? That's a significant loss. Yep. Uh, he's going to the Phoenix Suns. That is a significant loss. Yep. Because I think David Fisdale, and they're going to replace Fizz. They are going to, David Fisdale was responsible for the development of their young talent. Which I think went over pretty well, which is why he's in Phoenix. I would agree. But he clearly wants to be a coach. Yeah. Which you can't there's, blame him for. There's no doubt about that. He clearly wants to be a coach. Jeremy Callahan, well, uh, what we all are dying to know, though, blue cheese or piss bottles? Blue <coughs> cheese. <coughs> <coughs> Gary, OG Gary. The Jazz are going to get a deal before uh, G Cox? Cleofcock. Okay. Oh, Joy. Hiscock. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. Capazzo says blue cheese all day long over piss bottles. Facts. Callahan says wow. Uh, Lee Jensen couldn't listen to David Locke in the uh, mail truck today. His YouTube. Video audio quality was horrible. Sorry to hear I don't, that. Yeah, sorry, man. I don't know. Uh, Kyle Anderson, I can't get the Clippers and Kings and the Warriors on YouTube TV here in Las Vegas. I can get the Clippers, Kings, and Warriors on YouTube TV in Las Vegas. I'd like to be able to watch the Jazz yeah. as well. Again, what have I said for years? I would not be a DirecTV customer if I could get the Jazz on YouTube TV. Truth. It's that simple. Truth absolutely the truth there's no doubt about it there is no doubt about it and you know i mean it, it is i mean it is you are certain to get you are certain to get a a jazz tv deal yeah. i mean it's not as sure as making money with tridaytrading.com slash monty i mean it's just not obviously <laughs> obviously um, hey, welcome back, TridayTrading.com. By going to the website, TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Sign up and watch the free webinar. That's all I'm asking you to do. Um, and if you are so invigorated today and you're that guy that hates his job or you're being forced to go back into the office or you're tired of dealing with your a-hole boss who makes you pee in bottles on construction sites, TridayTrading.com. Stay home. Work from home. Work for yourself. Build the wealth and the lifestyle that you and your family deserve. The one you've always wanted. Be the one that goes to Disneyland. Be the one that gets a new set of PXG golf clubs next Wednesday for Jake. Be that guy. Be that guy that drives the car. Be that guy that lives in the house on the hill. You can have all of that at TridayTrading.com because TridayTrading.com knows how to make you one of the best day traders on the planet. Mm -hmm. they, they seriously do. They have all the testimonials to prove it on their website. They have all of the programs. You want 4X, you want, you know, whatever it is you're after. 
They have it at TridayTrading.com. And again, I will ask you, did you make hundreds of dollars today? Did you make hundreds of dollars today? Oh, you did not. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. Did you make thousands of dollars at that job that you hate today? Did you make thousands of dollars getting up at 5 a.m., working all damn day for somebody else because that paycheck is the drug they give you to make you forget your dreams? Did you make that $1,000 today? If you didn't, TridayTrading.com. Get the, the, the financial independence, the freedom that you want by becoming a day trader with TridayTrading.com's money. And the way I always finish these things is when you're ready to start trading, you trade with their money and you keep 80% of the profit. Mm -hmm. When you make money with Triday's money, they give you 80% of the profit. TridayTrading.com slash Monty. The Nye guy says pissing in bottles is child's play compared to what I see in college dorm rooms. <laughs> why are we obsessed? How did we get here today? Like, like, why are we obsessed? How did we get here today? A fucking donkey. One person brought up pissing in a bottle and people are like, oh, I do that all the time. Bro, what are you talking about, man? Greg Hawkins, what's up, my guy? See you Saturday. Give me the jazz on KSL. At least then I can watch the games. I agree. Keaton Critchlow, what's up? Uh, I would pay for a subscription to jazz content. As okay, would. don't get too crazy. Do not get too crazy with a with a hard knocks type content on YouTube <laughs> for the jazz. Kurt Peters, peeing in a bottle at a construction site is called a fringe benefit. <laughs> <laughs> Lee Jensen, if you go to Triday Trading, you don't need to stay at the office and piss Thank in you. bottles. You can stay home and go to the bathroom. Thank you. We don't need to be pissing in bottles in the middle of two-by-fours. Capazzo says, hashtag Team Let's Lean. Let's go! Let's go! No. Capazzo, don't you start that. <laughs> no! <laughs> J.K. Marshall, bottle pissing is wicked fun. Okay, no, it's yeah. not. Okay. Bro. I mean, I get it. When you're camping, peeing on things, I get it. Who is pissing in the bottle at RSL for the win? What? I don't know, Callahan. All this peeing talk has got me yeah, floating I have to pee right now. now. Yeah, I have to float. I'm floating. Okay, before we leave, everybody wants to know if you're at the I love you stage yet. Uh, I am not. You are not. You are not. No, I'm not. Not okay. yet. Okay. Nope. Will that happen soon? Uh, soon enough. Yeah, I mean, I think probably. I yeah, know. like 13, 14 more days. Yeah, you know. You are not in love. Um, okay. Yeah, okay. not yet. Not yet. But it's, things are going great. Things are going really good. All right, cool. The Monty yeah. Show on a daily basis is presented by our friends at The Advocates, theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. And while we go pee in bottles, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.